Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 84. Starring Jimbo. And Fisher. And we've entitled this podcast, Once, Twice, Three Times a Lockdown, because we're here again, back in another lockdown, and, uh, well, should we just play the intro song and get on with it? Yeah, let's just play it, Jimbo, that's all we can do okay. nowadays, isn't it? So, of course, here we go. It's once, twice, three times a lockdown. A lot of effort's gone into this. It's a bit longer than normal, for sure. I thought I'd do the full song. So here we go. The full song? The full song. I've cut it down slightly. Thanks for the taste of freedom you gave. The memories of eat out to help out. And now that we're back on our one walk a day There's something I must say out loud It's once, twice, three times a lockdown and it's boring Yes, it's once, twice, three times a lockdown And it's boring Yes, it's boring We were together, albeit two metres apart I miss it with every beat of my heart To touch you, to hold you, to feel you, to need you Smell your farts You're once, twice, three times a lockdown And it's boring Oh, it's boring I hope you appreciate that one for sure. Went to a lot of effort there on yeah, this uh, on this one. It was a long one. Apologies that I got bored part way through and started looking at my uh, England uh, cricket calendar from uh, from 2021. You got bored. Yeah. You got bored straight away. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I started putting some comedy glasses on from uh, that are still left over from Christmas. Did, it, did did you keep in the bit at the end of last episode where I was talking about this England calendar that I got and the the women's team's appearance in it? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know whether it uh, got chopped out at the end. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> If you remember, um, I'd, I'd, I'd only noticed this right at the very end, but I, I might as well run through it again now. But uh, if, if you recall, I was, I was showing you my England cricket calendar from uh, from 2021 that uh, my mother had bought me uh, for Christmas this year. Um, Did she also get you the last year's calendar? Is that like uh, yeah. her tradi- Is it her job to get you the latest calendar? Yeah, I've, I've got a large collection of these uh, England calendars. But so this is this is Joe Roots. Uh, that's in March. Uh, in April, we've got uh, got there uh, Adil Rashid, another Yorkshireman. Well done. Um, and I, I was mentioning a bit to you that um, there's no actual women in this calendar. 
Um, so obviously that's that's another Yorkshireman. As it so happens that in May we've got there Johnny Bairstow there, there in May. There is some old bats there. Uh, there's a small bats good point. So um, it's probably a bit naughty that one. And June Ben Stokes, man of the match in the World Cup final. That's June Ben Stokes, man of the match in the World Cup final. The BBC Sports Personality of the Year in the year 2019. Um, so you get six months. You get to June. Still no women in this calendar. All just the men's team. And then we get. Just a little page here. Uh, the England women's team. England women's team, isn't that great? Right. Hey. Uh, you know what the slightly strange thing is, though? There's no calendar uh, on it. No, there's no calendar on it. It's just straight to July the next <laughs> month. We've got Owen Morgan there. Uh, so Josh just, Butler there. They're just trying to so, tick boxes, aren't they, clearly? Yeah, it's just... Uh, you can... you can, Just in that interim period on uh, June the 30th, just before it skips the 1st of July, you get to see some women, and then you're on to the next month, and never have to see them again. Is this our sporting merchandise section, Fisher? Uh, no, it's just it's just something that I remember. But, I noticed right at the very end of last episode. But, but, I think but can it, it can it be our sporting merchandise section? It can be, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed my T-shirt. Um, well, it's written backwards, so I think it says on it, "I'm sexy and I throw it." Throw it. So it's a darts T-shirt. It is, and it's been the World Darts Championships, hasn't it? So it has. Yes, I bought um, this a while ago with uh, the thinking when when the darts are on, I'll wear it, and uh, kind of got it on. So there you go. Okay. There's a bit of sport merchandise for you. Do you have any more breaking news? Um, uh, no, not really. Uh, I'm worried. I've just come back, as you can tell from my jumper. I've been working today at the Premier Inn. Um, <laughs> and I. It was New Year's the other day. And how did you celebrate the New Year, Jimbo? Uh, usually, the, the usual way, by just pretending it wasn't happening. Okay. Uh, well, maybe a bit more relevant for this year, perhaps, yes. Um I I bought a load of gingerbread on New Year's Eve. All right, okay. Guess how many gingerbread I bought? Gingerbread men as well, I would say. Well, gingerbread men or women. I'd say an know. excessive amount is probably more than two for yeah, yourself. Yeah, more than two. Unless you was giving it to other people. So uh, uh, I did end up giving some of them to other people, but uh, predominantly I bought these just for myself. Where did you get them from? You've frozen up a little bit, for sure. Where did you get them from? Uh, I got them from a place called The Company Shop. All right, uh, yeah. Which is... Are you familiar with that? Yes, yeah, so if, if people are unfamiliar with it, effectively it's um, it sort of takes food that maybe would otherwise be going to waste. So if it's stuff that's maybe rejected um, on the production line, so for example, if they're trying to sell something and it has to be a certain weight and it's a little bit underweight, instead of chucking it out and just kind of wasting it, they send it to a place called the company shop and sort of you can get a membership card there um, and you can go and get some stuff. It's, ma- it's, it's mainly pretty, for, it's key, cheap, it's but... for key workers and stuff like that as well, isn't it, I think, largely? Yeah, but I've managed to get a card as well. Obviously, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a I'm a pillar of a local. I'm not I'm well. not going on my doorstep and starting to clap for you, Fisher, just because you've got right. a company card, company shop card. Yeah, um, well, we'll get back to that in a moment. But um, so I, when we were there, they were giving out. They basically said, "We've got loads of gingerbread. We'll give you a box, you know, for a pound." And I thought, "Yeah, well, I'll get a box. You know, I'll give me a few in it." Um, and then when we left, they were just, they were just giving some gingerbread out for free, gingerbread men out for free. So I have got like an extra four. Turned out there were 16 in the first box. I ended up with 20 gingerbread men for a pound. That's I a lot. Just, I, was, I, was, I was sat there at home on New Year's Eve night, uh, basically placing my gingerbread men into a formation um, to make my own favourite football teams. And I speculated that you could actually... I, I, named, I wasn't sure whether to name the team Gingerbread Star Belgrade or Gingerbread Manchester United. Uh, I, I, I'll throw one in there. Gingerbreading. Ginger, well, well done. Gingerbreading. I couldn't really find of men, think of many football players whose name could be compatible. Mm. In fact, the only ones I think I wrote down were Ginger Main Defoe. Yeah. And um, Nathan Ginger Bredman. I've got one. One of them. David Gin- Gingerbread Nola. 
not too bad. Um, I, I if anyone else wants, if anyone else is listening and can think of any gingerbread themed uh, football players' names, we'll get it on Twitter. Um, yeah. Should we? While you're talking, telling us more about this, I'll I'll put a tweet out there. See if we get any responses before the end of the episode, shall we? We're not live yeah, anyway, definitely. but uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see if we could get an A. Uh, yeah. um, so you say keep on talking. In all honesty, that was pretty much the end of the uh, the entire anecdote. All oh, right. Okay. Although I wasn't I was interested when you talked about um, clapping for key workers um, on a Thursday evening. It's now the case that it's been restarted under the banner of clap for heroes. Right. Uh, okay. Did you go out? Did you go out and clap? Uh, I I I didn't. No. All oh, right. Okay. I did, and not many people did. It was it was very much a. I don't know if it was just the fact it was too cold outside or a bit dark or anything, but we went outside and there wasn't many people clapping at all. It was a bit disappointing. <laughs> maybe maybe gives you an idea about people's feelings towards the pandemic or, or what have you. I, I, certainly, I certainly do not think it is anything, um, any disrespect or slight towards the no. amazing key working heroes we've got out there I think who, are, who are working hard. It's probably largely to do with the cold, isn't it, and stuff like that. But I think there's, there's lots of other ways we can sort of uh, thank them isn't there, and uh, appreciate them. Um, mm-hmm. by obviously following the rules and things like that. That's probably the best way to do it, really. So exactly. that their jobs aren't, so, aren't as difficult, you know, because uh, yeah. they are doing an amazing job, particularly at the minute. You know, they're even more stretched than ever, aren't they, as well? So, yeah. Yeah, they're doing a fantastic job. And as we said in the uh, podcast sort of previously, uh, about sort of seven, eight months ago, maybe nine months ago, we know at the moment we should be staying home, protecting the NHS and saving lives. Um, so we would highly recommend that everyone does that and yeah. follow the rules. We'll try and ease the burden on our amazing people who work in the NHS at the moment. Just interrupt. What was your your suggested uh, example for gingerbread football names? What was the best one? Um, what was one of yours? Ginger Main Defoe. Ginger Main Defoe. Yeah. How would you spell or Ginger Main? Gin, gin, ginger. Ginger. Hyphen Main. M A I N. Yeah. Yeah. Defoe. That'll do. Yeah. Let's see, see if we get any. We get. Let's see if we get any responses. You have to retweet it from your own Twitter as well, Fisher. See if, yeah. see if, see if we get any responses before the end of the episode. Um, yeah. So, have you got any breaking news, Jimbo? Uh, I haven't in particular, but seeing as we're talking oh. about football, um, what about we check our uh, fantasy football team scores? Uh, oh yeah, we could do. You was in the lead. You was in the lead last time, and to be honest, I haven't had a good couple of weeks. It's not. I've. I've it's been pretty poor, so I don't think I'm. I'm going to be anywhere near. Uh, anywhere near you, to be honest. I think you kind of ran into a bit of a lead. I've dropped down in my own league as well. Uh, I'm on 942. Have you cracked 1,000 yet? Uh, have I cracked 1,000 points? Let me... I don't, ooh, uh, no, I haven't. Uh, how many do you say you're on? Sorry, 942. Oh, I am. I'm, I'm on 998. So oh, I'm nearly at 1,000. Yeah. So well, a cushion there. Still plenty of time before the end of the season anyway. So, anyway, I think it's time if for... You... Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, have you used your triple captains or bench boosts or uh, free hits or anything like that? No, I have still got, I've still got play, bench boost and triple captain. To be honest, I've got, I don't really have much of a great, I never tend to have, oh, I need, to, oh dear, I'm going to have to use my, uh, I've got no players playing next week. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an FA Cup week, isn't it? So there's not many people playing next week. It's going to be a free hit week, I think. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, should we move on and get us drinks? Uh, we, we shall do, yes. So, um, I mean, I have got a bit of breaking news. I suppose that is that my uh, Ale and Audio podcast, daily podcast episodes, 
are back up and running as well. So very short little 10-minute things, really. A bit longer if you have the full music tracks in there as well. But if anyone wants to listen, hear a bit about beer and a bit about supporting local business and a couple of silly news stories and stuff like that and a bit of recycled material from the Wasted Web Space podcast occasionally as well or maybe things that didn't get quite into the Wasted Web Space podcast, then, then tune in, have a listen to that. That's on Spotify. Must be, must be poor material if it couldn't even make it into this podcast. Surely. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine how demoralised it must be for a news story to not make it into our podcast. <laughs> um, so what, I've, what have you got for Shiv? You've got, you've got something today, have you? Uh, yeah, well, it's not dry. Well, it is dry January, but I'm not doing dry January this year. Uh, instead, I'm doing don't leave your home January, um, unless it's in compliance with the rules that are set by the UK government, uh, in you know, under recommendation from the UK's chief medical advisor and chief scientist. Um, however, uh, I have still got, I've still got some cast-offs from last year's dry January, and I recall that on previous uh, podcast we sat together and drank some Coca-Cola mixers, which I think were designed to be drunk with various rums. Um, so I've still got this. I'll be honest, it's actually out of date, but you know, let's be honest. But there's more. More prevalent things that are going to kill me at the moment than uh, drinking a slightly out-of-date Coca-Cola signature mixer. Uh, and this one is batch number one, and it's smoky. Um, and it's the master mixologist is Max Venning. Um, and it's got in it Yang Lang, Ambrient Seed, Peru Psalm, Oak Extract, and Guacca Wood. Mm. Um, I've no idea. What it's, I presume it's going to taste a bit like Coca-Cola, but with a slightly smoky taste to it. Right, which okay. may be because it's out of date, or maybe because it's meant to taste like that. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but I, I can confirm on this occasion, I'm not doing dry January, uh, but I'm doing don't visit the pub January because we're not allowed. <laughs> well, I'm doing triannuary, um, which is, I mean, I, I, I suppose I do it every month to be fair. But triannuary is about if you're not doing dry dry January, or if you are doing dry January, then uh, to support, continue to support local businesses, pubs, micro breweries, beer shops, things like that, who obviously are going to suffer at the result of people doing dry January. Um, <laughs> it's to encourage people to maybe stock up ready for February and get new beers in and, and try something a bit different and so on. Or if you're not doing dry January, then to actually try new beers. So what I've gone for is this one. And I got this from Penniston Beer Shop the other day. I went to Penniston Beer Shop Um in Penniston, obviously. Never been there before. It's only been open since November uh, on Market okay. Street in Penniston. And I got myself, um, and they've got a nice selection of beers there, but I picked myself up an Abbeydale Brewery beer, which I've had plenty of their beer mm-hmm. before. And it's called Isolation Session IPA. Oh, and I think I think it is a partic- it is a special, I'm, I'm presuming it is a, you know, based on, on actual lockdown and everything like that because mm-hmm. it's got 2020 on the post box. Yeah, right. Go. Outside this little house, it's uh, shameless. So some of these people aren't they really? Yeah, I've I've never tried uh, this before. Yeah, cashing in <laughs> yeah. on the pandemic. Um, yeah. But no, I like Abbeydale Brewery. Uh, I like Deception's my favourite of theirs. Um, I, had... uh, I think if you, yeah, I mean that that drink is also available at um, Lardy Dar in Tre- in Chapel Down on Station Road, isn't it? Yeah, I've stocked I've stocked up on my there? beers there before as well. Yeah. So, um, and yeah. basically, I, I told the person who runs that that we're going to give them a mention on our podcast where we can. So yeah. Excellent. So there you go. Tradida. Yep. Tradida. Station Road. Tradida. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so, so yeah. What's yours like, Jimbo? I've not tasted it yet. Mm. Very nice. Right up my street. Um, this Coca Cola's a bit. This, this this tastes a bit strange. This Coca Cola with the smoky flavour to it. Yeah, I can't remember if we liked that last time we tried it or not. But anyway, this has got a blend of seven tropical fruit flavours. Apparently, a zesty and bitter finish. Um, 
and I think it was originally brewed back in kind of like they started putting this together, uh, doing this beer back in April last year. So yeah, it would have been uh, as a result of lockdown and everything. I really like the new can designs that they do as well for their beers, and it's a bit nice size yeah. can. It's like it's like a pint mm. size can basically, or just short of a pint. I think, which is uh, great. Yeah, nice stuff. Four hundred forty milliliters. I think it's it. Is that right? Uh, yes, I think so. Probably which is what about yeah eight seventy five eight percent of the can of the pint. Yep. Right, so. Very good. 568 mil. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to let you know, this, this, I, I don't think we did like it last time. I think that's something slightly different. This smoky one, in particular, it tastes a bit like someone has put some bacon fries in your Coca-Cola. Right. Will be how I can, is the best way I can describe it. Is that, that a good thing or a bad thing? It's not really a good thing, to be honest. It's, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm going to finish it off just out of politeness and respect for this. Um, Obviously, you say we're doing our bits to support um, small businesses. So Coca-Cola, not sure if you've heard of them. Um, <laughs> probably do with our help in this testing time. Um, oh, you're so commercialised, Fisher. Yeah, um, indeed, going to commercial quite a lot when it's out. Uh, Uh, just a reminder, we're not we're not do, we're not live today because we had an issue with Skype, uh, and I've had to contact Skype themselves. Um, I've had to Skype Kimbo, Skype. I've had to Skype you're Skype. So commercialised. <laughs> so why can't you use a, why can't you use a local businesses um, streaming <laughs> software? Anyway, um, so moving forward, it's my show and tell, isn't it? It's twenty minutes in, and uh, we're not even on show and tell yet. So let's 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 get going, shall we? So my show and tell. Uh, it's kind of not showing. I've just brought something to represent what my two stories are, and it's this dinosaur. It's dinosaur, yeah. So it's just a just a representative item, really. It's not really anything mm. to do. This is actually Ada's dinosaur. I'm not sure what kind of dinosaur it is because it's got it's a uh, it's not what I'm familiar with actually. I'm quite. But anyway, this leads into my story. So I, I was always mm-hmm. a massive fan of Jurassic Park. Came out when oh. we were probably at primary school, didn't it, Fisher? In our sort of primary school years. So I'm, uh, yes, I was I'm, a huge I'm, fan. I'm... I don't know how many Jurassic Park films there are. There might be three. However, I'm doing a thing about film trilogy shortly, and it's not doing ah, that. So this is going to nicely link in then to, to films that you're doing today. So, um, so yeah, uh, Jurassic Park. I was a massive fan. So there's two stories now. I'm going to give you, and one of them's true. Obviously, one of them's false. Okay. Story mm-hmm. number one is that ages ago, before the pandemic, I saw on Facebook. You know when it comes up saying. Um, um, actors needed and that kind of thing, or you know, extras needed. I applied yeah. to be an extra in Jurassic World Three, which is going to be called Dominion. Um, uh-huh. They needed extras to be down at Pinewood Studios, which is based in the UK, um, yeah. where they were going to be filming it. They needed extras. I applied for it. I completely forgot about it. Um, I think there's a couple of forms to fill in. I completely forgot about it. And then earlier in the week, I got an email to say continue with you we're restarting filming because obviously it'll stop because of the pandemic um if you're still mm-hmm. interested respond back so i'm mm-hmm. hoping to be an extra in uh, jurassic park 3 dominion or the other story which may or may not be true is i wrote a script for jurassic park 3 mm-hmm. okay jurassic park 3 so before jurassic park 3 was a film cause jurassic uh, park 3 is the, the film that's already been made one of the original jurassic parks I wrote a script for that before it was made. Okay, so I'm I'm just trying to find out, by the way, how many Jurassic Park films there were. Um, I think you'll find I think you'll find there's about to be six altogether. I think. Oh, really? Um, because the, the the one that um 
if my story about being a uh, extra in Jurassic Park, in Jurassic World Three Dominion, would be the the sixth proper film, I think. Fair enough. Sorry, I, I, I didn't uh, I didn't realize there was so many. Um, I thought the because there was one that I know there was a Jurassic World not too long ago. I thought that was the third one, wasn't it? It was the fourth one. It's the original one, Jurassic Park. There's already been obviously... there's already been Jurassic World two as well. Yeah. So so there's Jurassic. There, there's been five of them, and yeah. uh, as you say, Jurassic Park six effectively is uh, due to release in 2022, which may or may not feature yourself by the sounds of it. Um, so what what part we were hoping to play? Is it going to be prehistoric man? In which case, I think you probably need to smarten yourself up a little bit, Jimbo, if that's okay. Well, they were looking for people with really short arms to uh, <laughs> to play the T-Rex. They, they then put the, uh, the you know the, the CGI over. Um, yeah. No, um, no, no. Well, it, it, it was just, I, 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 it's not that, I, it's not that detailed yet as to what part you'll be playing, whether just being or you know someone in some sort of audience or because if you don't if you know the film's Jurassic Park world and so on, but it's based it's like a theme park that was that had dinosaurs and so on. So I don't know whether I'm going to be in a crowd or not. Not mm-hmm. sure, but uh, you know it's still it's still whether that'll actually happen or not. I'm not sure. Okay. So um, have you ever applied for any other extra work? Not extra work. No, I've only ever applied oh, for for game shows before. I've I've applied for one game show once before. All right, which game show have you applied for? Um, well, I could have used it in a future show or tell, couldn't I? But I think you might have right. known about it. Deal or no deal? Oh, yes. Sorry, I did know about that. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, um, on my 21st birthday, I had to go and audition for it. Um, I didn't realize yeah. you got that far. And we got, we got categorized into different sort of sections. So depending on, you know, there'd be sort of, you know, for example, teachers, there'd be there'd be so many teachers in a team or they'd, be, or they'd mm-hmm. have a team of teachers, they'd have a team of doctors, they'd have a team or whatever. And I kind of got put in a miscell- miscellaneous section <laughs> because of because of my role as, uh, you know, working very closely for with Sheffield Wednesday mascots and all that kind of right. thing. Uh, I got put in there and I lost out to a bloke who... Well, there was a snake handler or charmer in my group, and I lost out to the bloke who was a henchman in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. All right. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, you might meet him again soon in the Jurassic Park. Film yeah, if he beats me to that as well, I'll be fuming. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't yeah. know if they'd give me the role as henchman. Yeah. Um, so obviously that that that's that, and we will see what uh, see what happens on that. Obviously, um, how long how long. Was the delay then between filling in the initial expression of interest and hearing back from them? I reckon it was like about 2000. I re- you know what? I think it might have been the end of 2000 and like, or the start of the end of 2018 or 2019 when I f- originally filled it in. Oh. And I didn't hear anything for such a long time. Did you not ring up Steven Spielberg and say to him, he's still, <laughs> Oi, he's still making the film, I'm still interested? Oh, you Steven. Yeah. Um,. Okay, so that's uh, that's that's that one. Is it even him who still does the films? I don't know. The vast majority of my film knowledge has just been learnt this morning when I was compiling <laughs> the quiz about film movie trilogies. Um, I think I think it is his. I think it is his um, his group of films. I believe Dr- Jurassic uh, Park is, but I don't know if Jurassic World's been because obviously you know the original um, Star Wars films were directed by George Lucas, but then not the the newest ones weren't directed by uh, him. But it was part of his thing possibly but it was Disney weren't it so yeah I didn't I didn't know whether it had changed hands now I don't know whether whether Spielberg's involved in him or not I don't know yeah whether we can sit back and, uh, yeah. and relax and not have anything to do with it maybe I I don't know in all honesty I'm possibly trying to find out just now um so he no he, lo- he no longer directs the films um by the looks of it he only directed the first two films and then other people took over pre uh, after that so there we go uh so in the second I can see that you're waving the Dinosaur in front of the film, uh, in front of the camera. Um, 
So the second option was that you'd written a script for um, a third Jurassic Park film. Jurassic Park 3, yes. Jurassic Park 3. Uh, I'm assuming this wasn't you, because I, I don't recall you ever getting a no. credit for it. No. Was the, what happened? Uh, how long was How long was it? Yeah. Probably about a good six, six A4 pages. <laughs> it had drawings and everything. Yeah. I did some drawings. I think I don't. I don't have to break it to you, but I think they normally got their own cameras to shoot their own things. And got actors who <laughs> yeah, but I needed to demonstrate what was after. Yeah. So how old were you when you when you wrote this? Oh, this is a tough one. I reckon I might have been about nine or ten ish. Um, yeah, sounds fairly fairly plausible, I suppose. Really, in terms of the timings of the of the Jurassic Park films, um, was it just something in your own time? Was it a school project? Uh, I did it. In, it was done in my own time, uh, but it was done with somebody else. So um, Scott oh, Taylor, who's a, oh, yeah. a school friend of ours, and yeah, uh, yeah big good friend with Scott Taylor. And uh, I saw him in the woods actually the other day when was, uh, he was walking the dogs. Um, oh, okay, good job. I was, what I were you doing was, in the woods? I was, I was walking my daughter. Oh, right. um, okay. yeah. Um, you know, like you know, ran up to me. You know, dog. You know, jumping all over the place. And yeah. uh, said to her to get down. And the, yeah, uh, putting muddy paws on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I think what what happened is he he took he took the story home, did a bit. Then I took the story home, did a bit. We both did a bit of drawing, both did a bit of story writing, mm-hmm. uh, put together a script. And it was sadly rejected from by the uh, by Hollywood. By the sounds of it, I don't know if I we ever. Like I don't know if we ever actually sent it because we thought, you know, what, this is too good to send. We don't want our ideas stealing. So what what happened to the script? Where is it now? Um, I don't know. I, I I think that Scott Taylor has the actual script, the actual physical version of the script of the story, um, but it has been uh, since put onto social media, oh, as far okay. as I'm aware. So it will be somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is digitalized somewhere. Yes. Um, there is a, a lasting record of it. Okay. Um, I'm I'm very disappointed to hear that you have formed a new. Sort of creative partnership with someone else before before me. That's very disappointing. To hear. <laughs> but I suppose I suppose we probably didn't know each other at that point. You don't like films. Um, doesn't mean say I can't write them. Doesn't mean say I can't write them. Look at the writing I do for Daryl. Yeah. Sorry, no, Daryl exists actually. Oh, sorry. Speak- He's a real person, Daryl. Speaking of films, I watched uh, Greed the other night. Okay. Steve did you watch Coogan. it all in one go? I did. Very good. Was it any good? It was very good. I d- definitely would recommend watching it. It's a very clever film as well. Thought provoking oh. at the same time. Yeah. And uh, I think it's loosely based on Philip Green. Sir Philip Green. All right. Very uh, loose. Yes. Sorry, I'm not the only mean, but uh, Steve Coogan Steve and Coogan. David Mitchell. And, yeah. 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 I've not seen it. I do want to watch it at some point. It's very good. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think we probably need a bit of decision, really, don't we, as to what the genuine one is. So are you about to make your Hollywood acting bow, or did you write something that tragically has not been used as yet um, within this film franchise? If you get it wrong, <laughs> you're going to be eaten by the dinosaur. Oh, no. Actually, I've already been eaten by a dinosaur, haven't I? That's how the fish tank ended in the final episode. I watched it the other day. I watched it the other day. Travelling back in time and being eaten by a presumed eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, well, you came back after that, if you remember. You did, you did an extra back, episode, yeah. yeah. I don't think we bothered to explain that I hadn't sort of disappeared into a... Yeah. Um, disappeared down into a... Uh, down a dinosaur throat. I think that started with me walking into your wardrobe, didn't it? Pretending it did, yeah. into a portal for the... Um, into the... Time traveling machine. So I'm going to say that I'm going to say that you you wrote a script for Jurassic Park three. Well done. Yes, I did, and there is evidence of this on social media. Uh, if I find it, I will share it on the Waste of Web Space 
social media channels. Um, Scott Taylor took some pictures of it and then shared it as a yeah as a look I've got it sort of thing and yeah and it, and it never it never went anywhere obviously but Jurassic Park three came out after it I think I think that was the right but, order anyway but yeah I might I might yeah. have got the order slightly wrong but I'm pretty sure it was before just before Jurassic Park three but there you yeah, go. Have you thought about suing Jurassic Park three for copyright infringement for basically stealing your idea or thought or about not? it but it's a lot of effort in it. So, yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, there we go. Very good. So, are we moving forwards? Should we move forwards? Are we playing a jingle or are we moving straight to the next we'll one? May, we'll move forwards. We'll move forwards. Oh. So, from talking a bit about movies, there, you're going to do a movie quiz for us, is that right? A movie feature? Uh, well, first, we're going to talk about a different kind of movie, aren't we? Um, just to try and boost our listener figures, we're going to talk about a celebrity sex type again. Okay, right, okay. Right. Of course, yeah. And guess who I've got to talk about uh, this week? No idea. Her first name is Amy. Guess what her surname is? Uh, no idea. Fisher. Oh, right, okay. Any relation? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, Thankfully. I'm, I need to Google this person, because would I recognise her? <laughs> uh, I, 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 won't, I won't Google her on a work computer. Put it that way. Um, Amy Fisher, the infamous Long Island Lolita, who right. in 1992, at the age of 17, Ooh. had shot and seriously injured the wife of her then 36-year-old lover Joey Butterfacoco. In 2007, made a number of sex tapes with her husband Louis Bellera. Right. Okay. Uh, in late 20, uh, 2007, new pictures of Fisher, again her, not me. Uh, appeared on the internet, followed shortly by several videos. Subsequently, at the age of 33, Fisher, again, her, not me, uh, started her own porn site and released a pay-per-view adult tape, Amy Fisher, caught on tape. Then commenced <laughs> a tour around the United States, working as a stripper. Right, so, okay. Uh, have you Googled her? I have, yeah, just looking at pictures. I, I don't recognise her, to be honest. So she's not in anything I've watched, any any, yeah. any films or anything like, you know, proper. I think, I don't know if she only became famous for shooting um, her lover's wife. I don't know. But nonetheless, that is a celebrity sex type. Sounds sounds less like a celebrity sex type as it does sort of actually making her own career, um, which I think seems to be the case with certain certain people um, because more often than not, celebrity sex types are kind of made, I believe, purely for personal use and then they happen to get leaked later on. That's where it sounds a bit more like. to get leaked. Oh. We're a bit uh, short on money this month, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, what have we got we can make it up? Let's, should, we, should we leak it and tell a few stories about it afterwards? Indeed. I think, um, yeah, we, we first started this feature after talking about the Hulk Hogan sex tape, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. But wasn't it the case that the website that sort of leaked that got sued by Hulk Hogan and effectively was declared bankrupt because of it? Just about, yeah. I think it was yeah. Gorka, I think, the website? Yeah. Um, off the back of that, so there Worth we go. pointing out, I don't know what our last vid- uh, our last podcast was tagged as, but we had quite an unusual amount of YouTube views as well compared to normal amounts of YouTube views. So some we, didn't, we didn't talk about any sex tapes last time, but uh, something Ooh. something sparked some interest. Perhaps someone searched video with no mention of celebrity sex tapes. <laughs> Who knows? Possibly. So there we go. So that's that's that our sex type bit, and now we're going to go on to less pornographic movies, if that's okay. Um, Go for it. So, obviously, because we're in lockdown three, uh, I was thinking about referring to lockdown three as lockdown three. Yeah, because I think we mentioned lockdown two, lost in New York, didn't we? Just as a bit of a joke once on the podcast. 
and I was I was going to mention Lockdown Three, that one without Macaulay Culkin um, that no one really bothered to watch. Okay, because obviously that's the way it seemed to work with the third Home Alone film. Um, I was thinking about that being a film trilogy, and then it turned out there's actually four Home Alone films. If you know that, uh, I think there was a fourth one that wasn't released in the cinemas. Um, and I was a bit intrigued at sort of certain film franchises that seem to be getting more and more. So I was, I was thinking a bit about film franchises that only stopped after three films uh, to date. Uh, and I've got some questions about the, the various films. Obviously, it might be the case this film this this becomes out of date as um, you know more films are added later on, perhaps. And that's certainly the case with one of these franchises that I've got mentioned. Um, so I was a little bit surprised that there were already five installments of the Jurassic Park franchise, but, uh, but there we go. So one film uh, that has got three... Uh, sorry, one franchise that's got three films uh, is the Austin Powers trilogy. Mike Myers plays Dr. Evil in Austin Powers. However, who did he originally want to play the part? Was it Jim Carrey, but he couldn't because he was busy filming Liar Liar? Or was it Robin Williams, but he couldn't because he was busy filming Flubber? Ooh. And whichever one of those it was, Mike Myers decided, well, I'll tell you what, I'll play the part myself. Oh, this is tough. Um, I think, and I think the kind of look he wanted to go for, the kind of geeky kind of look with Austin Powers, probably would have suited Jim Carrey more, so thinking about his Jim, Dumb and Dumber role. Would just sort of say that this is, this is for playing Dr. Evil, not oh, Austin Powers. Oh, this is playing Dr. Evil. Oh, right, okay, fair yeah. enough. That, that, yeah. In that case, then, I think I'm going to change what I was going with, and I'm, <laughs> I think I'm going to say Robin Williams. I think he would have probably suited that role, and especially with the voices as well. Um, of course, yeah. I think Robin Williams. Uh, you're wrong. I'm wrong? Yeah. I'm not sure... If- I'm not sure as well, bear in mind these are all film trilogies. Do you want to try and name the three films in the trilogy? Yeah. Uh, so, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yep. Uh, Gold Member. Gold Member, yep. And so, that, that's films two and three. <sighs> Remember the first film? It's International Man of... It's not International Man of Mystery, is it? I mean, it's, I think it's a bit more... There's another rude word for it, but I can't... There's some sort of... No, you, you, you are right. International Man of Mystery. All oh, right, okay. Slightly, the slightly tamer name, yeah. International Man of Mystery. Yeah. Um... So yeah, well, well done on that point. Um, so yeah, they're the three films in the Austin Powers trilogy. And as I say, Mike Myers was always planned to play Austin Powers, but when Jim Carrey couldn't do Dr. Evil, he decided mm. to, to play the part himself. Uh, next up, there are three Back to the Future films released in 1985, 1989, and 2090. <laughs> I'm joking, 1990. <laughs> See what I did there. Very clever. Um, why was the original film banned in China? Is it because the time... Well, do, do you want to name, do you want to try and name the three films in the franchise first, or yes. should we do that afterwards? Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, uh, I don't... Is there one called Back in Time? Um, da, 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 I don't know, I'm just trying to... I, do, I, don't, I don't know if they even had name titles to be like... Actually, yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a dull question, that. Uh, it's called Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part 2, and Back to the Future Part 3, yeah. so you're pretty much there yeah. first up. Um, so, yeah, why was the film banned in China? Is it because time the time travel element was said to be disrespectful to Chinese history, or is it because of a throwaway comment where Martin McFly said, this is America, anything is possible, we're not in China? Um, I know that I know that China have got like certain like traditions and lucky numbers and all sorts of things like that but i don't whether i don't know whether time travel would be anything in particular and um, so i reckon it's more like to be the second one in the line from marty mcfly where i said that this is america anything is possible not in china yeah uh you'd be wrong oh 
Okay, ne- next up. There were three Lord of the Rings films. Um, I'm not sure if you want to try and name three films. <laughs> the Ring? Uh, not quite. You're close. Oh, the... the... The, this, I don't know. The Lost Ring, I don't know. I'm not going to uh, get this one, I'm afraid. It's the Fellowship of the Rings, the first oh, one. Right, okay. I'm sure if you know the second one. No. <laughs> it's the, 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 the Two Towers, and the third one is called The Return of the King. Um, released in 2001, 2002, and 2003. Um, and what did Peter Jackson do after filming? Is it the majority of the film was filmed in the mountains of New Zealand? After the film's finished recording, and because of the way that he supported the local area, an area of the Tonagero National Park was renamed Jacksonville after director Peter Jackson. Or is it there were two rings used in the filming of the film Fellowship of the Ring? He gave one each to the two actors who appeared in the films and they both thought they were the only one to receive the ring. Now, I've heard of Jacksonville before, but I don't think that's because there's another place called Jacksonville, maybe in America or something I like think, that. I think there's a place in Mississippi called Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, oh, give me a complete guess. I'm going to say that it's number two and he gave two different actors a ring telling them both that it was the only one. Is that right? Uh, yes, that is correct. Is that the right answer as well? That, that, yeah, that's, that's the right answer as well. Hey, there we go. Uh, I, I, a ring was given to both Andy, Andy Circus, is he called, I think, who played Gollum, and um, Elijah Wood, who played Frodo, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he told... I don't know if he made it out like there was the only ring, but I think they certainly thought they were the only one who got a ring. Was Orlando Bloom in there? Yes, I believe he was, but I'm not... Uh, oh, actually, was he? I think he was, yes. I get I mixed up, I get mixed up who played Frodo. It was Elijah Wood, uh, was it, rather than... I think it was Elijah Wood, yeah. Orlando Bloom is in it, but I'm not too sure exactly which character he plays off the top of my head. Um, he's also in Pirates of the Caribbean, he but is, there's yeah. more films of that than, um, than three, so therefore... Hasn't made it. Uh, next up is the Godfather trilogy. Um, I'm not sure if you know the name of the Godfather films. I don't, I'm afraid. Godfather okay. 1, Godfather 2, Godfather 3. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think you might be, uh, might be <laughs> a- about in the right ballpark with that. Um, I'm just trying to rapidly try and work out what the names of the films are, but never mind. If I do uh, if I do happen upon it, I will, uh, I'll let you know. I suppose it could be Roman numerals, with it being Italian. Could do, yeah. Good point. But yeah, there were there were three of them by the by the sounds of it. Um, bu- 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 bu. Let's see if I can find it. Never mind, it's not that important anyway, is it? So what is true about the first film anyway? One actor was so nervous at working alongside Marlon Brando that he stumbled over his lines in the first scene. It was kept in because the director liked how nervous it made him look. Or Marlon Brando originally auditioned dressed as Winston Churchill. He thought that the strong leadership displayed by Churchill made him the perfect role model for the mafia boss. Um. So I reckon it might be the first one, and that the intimidation thing was an actual thing, and they decided to keep it in. Okay. So you think that it was it was nervous just yeah. being alongside Marlon Brando? I reckon. Uh, so. Again, by the way, you are right. That it's got the Godfather, the Godfather Part Two, and the Godfather Part Godfather Part Three um, were the unimaginatively named films within that trilogy. Um, so you think it's the first one that someone was nervous in, in front, not Marlon Brando? I reckon so. And you'll be correct. Well done. Just want to give myself extra round of applause there. I'm really thirsty today, Fisher, so I'm I'm gonna go for another beer. This is the first time it's ever been done on the podcast. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a can of beer can. Beer can 
So it's like I've got some beer can by the sound of it and tasted <laughs> within my drink. I so think. I thought I'd go for something similar, yeah, a bit, a bit of yeah. beer can. So. And it's from it's from Moondog uh, Moondog Craft Brewery, which is in Australia, Abbotsford. It is um, a tropical lager. So there okay. you go. Hmm? Well, there th- we go. Maybe drink it straight out of the can. Well, good on you. So next up, uh, the star, the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to try and name the films in the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh yeah. Uh, so a New Hope. Uh, ooh, a new. Ooh. Uh, I, I, the original Star Wars. I don't know. I'm not too sure on that one. Haven't I? Oh, yes, sorry, yeah, sorry. I think it's sometimes called Star Wars, but also, yes, sometimes... Star Wars and New Hope, yep. The number two was uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And number three is uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Correct, well done. Yes. First one in 1977. And uh, last one through uh, 1983. I've just tipped this tropical beer can all over my T-shirt, by the way. Oh, well done. Not so sexy and I throw it. Sexy and I throw it all over myself. Yeah, by the exactly. <laughs> so there we go. So the original, the Star Wars originally was a trilogy, but George Lucas didn't like it. What did you do instead of attending the premiere of the first film? Is it he attended the wedding of Peter Sellers and Lynn Frederick? He was a massive fan of Peter Sellers. Or is it he went on Hawaii? It went on holiday to Hawaii with Steven Spielberg. They are quite they, 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 they are good friends, I think, Spielberg and Lucas. I'm sure they are. And I'm sure oh what was it? There was a there was a film or something that I've watched recently that was both of them. Was it Indiana Jones? I think, no. I think George Lucas has only pretty much done Indiana Jones and Star Wars, hasn't he? Yeah, there was something else. Uh oh, it's really annoying. I'm I'm it, there was a film I've watched recently that was both Lucas and Spielberg thing and it could have been something maybe to do with christmas maybe might have been a christmas film because i was watching uh, things with ada ooh, might have I been, let, could... let me try and quickly run through george uh, lucas's uh, film career yeah let's just go uh, there is a film i'm sure let me know. lucas and spielberg film i'll be able to come up with indiana jones on it filmography okay. I'm, I, I, I'm gonna i'm gonna hazard a guess and say i think it's a christmas film yeah i mean raids of the lost arcs come up but uh yeah hmm Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did I watch? Uh, wasn't wasn't the Grinch? Was it? I don't know. Wasn't he involved in the uh, film that David Bowie's in, that Labyrinth? I think I vaguely remember. Ah, oh, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know much about his career. So I think he's very much focused on the two main, the two franchises, um, Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Mm. I believe. But there we go. So, yeah, have you got any thoughts in terms of actually answering the question that I asked? <laughs> um. So I reckon it was. It, I I think he's he's good friends with Spielberg, so I reckon it was that one. He went to Hawaii with Steven Spielberg. Yeah, you would be correct. Well done. Who is Peter Sellers, by the way? Just remind me. Uh, Peter Sellers um, used to be in the Goon Show. Um, he back in the sort of like nineteen fifties and sixties, uh, well known British sort of comedian, film actor. I think he was involved in the Pink Panther film. Uh, Doctor Strangelove, I think, was one of his films. He had the famous line in that film saying, no fighting in here, please, gentlemen. This is the war room. <laughs> um, but yeah, very, uh, very good, very talented uh, man was Peter Sellers. Mm. I think he led a bit of a playboy lifestyle as well, as well as being a comedian who did stuff on sort of the BBC light entertainment <laughs> services it was at the time, alongside Harry Seacombe and Spike Milligan, I think, and the goons. Yeah. Mm. So apologies there to anyone listening for probably the most boring 30 seconds of uh, the podcast <laughs> that we've ever done, but never mind. Uh, next up, The Matrix okay. films. Um, do you know the films within The Matrix trilogy? 
Um, is one called Matrix Reloaded or something like that? I think it is. Yes, yes. The second one is called The Matrix Reloaded. The first one is just called The Matrix. To be fair, that's probably the Matrix. Like, yeah, it might be the only one I can get. Okay, so it's The Matrix, then The Matrix Reloaded, and then The Matrix Revolutions. Okay. Um, there is a fourth one due to be released uh, next year. However, at the moment, there's only three of them, so mm. I can legitimately ask a question about it. So, uh, what is unusual about filming of the final two Matrix films? Is it they are filmed back-to-back and released in the same year, just six months apart? Or is it the third film was released on the 3rd of November 2003 at 5pm? This was the time shown in the closing scene of the second film, and the film re- the release was held around five months just to tie in with this. I reckon it might have been that one, you know, because obviously the Matrix is quite a lot to do with things like time and that kind of thing. So I reckon they would have they would have gone with that as a bit of a publicity stunt type thing. So yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Okay, you'd be wrong. Oh. Uh, yeah, they, they were filmed back to back, and uh, they were uh, yeah released only six months apart, which is quite unusual for film sort of sequels and, and yeah. releases and what have you. You'd normally expect them to have a bit more. Time apart, but I suppose it depends. There, some some films. There was another film at the same time that was about to be released as well, weren't they? But they they, might, they spotted it and decided to move it because they didn't want to obviously clash with another big popular film, and uh, you know that would have affected ratings and so on. So they dodged a bullet there, like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the person has to the person has to deliver the tape. Yeah. Um, to get it in ready for the film release, and just went. It was going to go sprinting down the corridor, but there was a very, a very clear rule within the building: you can't run down the corridors. But it turned out it was all right because he could just run on the walls of the corridor. So, it was fine. <laughs> um, so there we go. Anyway, next up, there are three Despicable Me films. Um, where does the main character's name Groob come from? Is it from a growth hormone, which indicates, uh, which is shortened to G R U, and this indicates Groob's very large size, or is it from a Russian intelligence agency? Which indicates that Gru may be a former Russian Secret Service officer. Hmm. Now, I, oh, I've seen them. I've seen. I've seen the first. I've seen the first one, but I don't know if. Well, part of, of the first Despicable Me film, and I and it's voiced by Steve Carell, by the way. And I, I am a massive Steve Carell fan. I think he's hilarious. He's a brilliant actor, comedy actor. Uh, if you ever watched The American Office before, but it's uh, brilliant. Like. I've only seen bits of it. it. It's amazing. I mean, I I, I love the English Office, but. The American Office, it's it's just a different sort of thing completely. You can't really compare the two, but yeah. Steve Carell in that. He's, compared to what Ricky Gervais does, Ricky Gervais is very good at making you like really cringe and you know not really like the guy or mm-hmm. kind of like feel a bit sorry for him because he's so awful. With American Office, Steve Carell makes you like love this really bad boss. He's a really mm. lovable character, and he does it in a very clever way. Really good. But anyway, um, I'm going to say then that... Oh, this is tough. I, I I remember watching it, but I can't... And I don't think he's Russian. So I think he's from somewhere like... I don't know. I, I did, he's not Russian. He's, he's something else. So I'm going to go with the other one that is some, from some sort of growth hormone. Or... The GRU um, is yeah. a growth hormone. Uh, you'll be wrong. Oh. It's uh, a Russian agency. He tries to steal the moon, doesn't he? I know that. I know he tries to steal the moon. That's yes, his, big yeah. plot, his big plot sort of thing, yeah. I think it's got... A, I think the Minions, they've got their own spin-off. Um, franchise as well now by the sounds of it. Yeah, that yeah. seems to be all there is with films nowadays. It's just sort of long-ending franchise stories. I don't watch many films, although I saw a few years ago I went to the cinema to watch what's it called now the, the J.K. Rowling films. It's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, um, which is part of the J.K. Rowling Wizarding World franchise. 
And not really much happened in the film at all, really. You just knew it was part of like the first instalment of a longer series. It's yeah. quite, uh, quite disappointing. Um, when I'm watching a film, I actually want something to happen that kind of makes you think like that's the film and that's what you've watched. But there you go. Anyway, uh, Ben Stiller is in a film um, where he meets various parents. Do you know the names of the films? Um, yeah, meet meet the parents, meet, meet, the, parents, fo- meet yeah. the fuckers, yeah. meet the little fuckers. Very close enough, yeah. It's just called Little Fockers. Oh, right. Okay. I've not, I've not, I think I've only ever watched one of them as well, so... I think I've seen the first two. Um, so the three films in the Meet the Fockers trilogy, uh, which of these is true? Is it? There was a BBC sitcom with a similar plot, which starred comic actor Ben Miller and not Ben Stiller. Or Ben Stiller's character was originally meant to be called Randy instead of Gaylord, but this wasn't allowed. <laughs> so it was meant to be called Randy... Yeah. But he was called... Uh, yeah, so Ben Stiller's character in Meet the Fockers is called Gaylord Fokker. So, hold on. If you were aware of that. So are you saying that, that Randy wasn't allowed, but Gaylord was? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Obviously, see, they, see, they wanted to obviously give him a, an embarrassing name. Yeah, and but... I think first up they want Randy, but weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, but I, w- I would have thought it had been the other way around. I thought they'd have got away with Randy. Uh, I... Compared to Gaylord. Well, Gaylord's a name, isn't it? Gaylord, is it? I think so, yeah. Is it really? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't invent these films, do I? Or did I just make the answer up? Who knows? I, I don't well, know. Still, I mean, I think, yeah, but I think still... but Randy's an actual name. Well, yeah, but his name's Fokker, isn't it? It's called Randy Fokker. I don't know. I just I just think I think Gaylord's a little bit more offensive, but uh, I think... This was... This was the early 2000s. Could say a lot more things than those days. Couldn't yeah, we? I know what you mean. But in that case, I'm going to go for the other one, though. I think. I think I'm going to go for the fact. Yeah, the. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. I know. Ben Miller. Ben. Yeah, let's go with the Ben Miller one. Okay, um, you'd be correct. There was a there was a BBC sitcom that was called I Think with the Worst Week of My Life, and it's it got a, quite a similar thing where he was moving in with the parents of someone who was due to marry. And he kind of had a load of mishaps and sort of a lot of things kind of went wrong. It's quite a decent sitcom. But yeah, it was quite amusing that the main actor in it was called Ben Miller. And yeah, it was very similar to ben a film that got Ben Stiller in it. Uh, next up, uh, Mike Tyson appears in one of the Hangover films. Or maybe even two of them, who knows? Um, I'm not sure if you want to, Well, I was going to say do you want to name them, but it's called Hangover Part 1, Part 2 and Part 3. So. Yeah. Um, what is true about his appearance in it? Is it he only appeared in there so he could get money for drugs? And he said appearing in this film convinced him to change his lifestyle. Or he appeared whilst on remand from prison, and certain scenes that it was due to appear had to be rewritten because he had reoffended and was sent back to prison. Um, well, I mean, he has changed his well, well, I don't know if he has changed his ways, but he's been back boxing, hasn't he? Um, some sort of special uh, boxing thing he's been doing, like a comeback sort of thing. I um, believe so. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a massive boxing fan, but it does seem to be the case that anyone can have a go at doing a bit of boxing if they fancy it nowadays, including yeah. YouTube celebrities and all that sort of stuff. Do you remember Ricky Gervais once had a boxing match? He was once in a... I think he won he as did. well, which is quite unusual, actually. For... He did. He boxed. It was, this, was, this was years ago. This, the celebrated boxing was a bit of a thing, wasn't yeah. it, on BBC, like for sports relief and stuff. Um, and do you know who he fought against? I forgot... It was someone who was, was married called... to Anthea Turner, I think, called was Grant it... Bovey. Oh, right, okay. Um, and I think Ricky's nickname was Ricky Balboa Gervais. One. Was it? Right, okay. Um, let's go then. I think it was the one that... I think it was the one where he changed his ways after appearing in Hangover. Uh, you'd be correct. Well done. 
So next up, final question. Um, the Mighty Ducks film franchise. Again, I'm not sure if you know the names of any of the Mighty Ducks films. No, sorry. No, okay. Well, fa- fairly vanilla this one. It's called uh, The Mighty Ducks, D2, The Mighty Ducks, and D3, The Mighty Ducks. So um, if you ever need sort of some advice on what's called future films, then feel free to get in touch with me and Jimbo, and we can, uh, we can give you some suggestions that are better than your own, perhaps. But what is true about The Mighty Ducks and the film franchise? Is it that the first film starred a number of child stars, which included the film debuts of Channing Tatum, Ashton Kutcher and Ryan Gosling? Or Walt Disney owned the franchise for an ice hockey team based in California called The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. The creation of the team coincided with the release of the movie and the team played in the NHL, the National Hockey League in America. So I mean, I think Disney are involved in either of the answers because that's kind of where these things come from. Anywhere a lot of the child actors come from, same as like people like Britney Spears, possibly hmm. is it Ariana Grande? She she from Disney as well, maybe. I can't remember sure. what the name of the club that's um, Disney Club, yeah. Britney Spears and Justin, yeah, Justin uh, Timberlake and all that sort of stuff, yeah. So I think I, I think the Mighty Ducks were around a lot before that, though. I think so. I think I'm going to go with the with the first one. That's. Um, in the film launched the careers of Channing Tatum, Ryan Gosling, and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, uh, you will be incorrect. Oh. Yeah, so um, it is the case that uh, what was I going to say now? Yeah, it's the case that the Walt Disney owned the franchise for a hockey team based in California uh, that they called the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. I think the film was released first, and then the following season, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim started playing in the National Hockey League, which is the top hockey league in ice hockey league in America. Uh, the team still plays, but Walt Disney no longer owns the franchise now. I think they sold it about 13, 14 years ago, something like that. But nonetheless, for about 12, 13 years, they did hold that uh, that franchise and were, were the owners. Um, interestingly as well in that film, uh, there was a part that um, Charlie Sheen auditioned for. Okay. Uh, and he decided to turn it down, so they gave it to his brother Emilio Estevez instead. All right. So there you go. Very interesting. So, well, if you ever audition, yeah, if, if you fail your audition <laughs> for background work for Jurassic Park, then it might get given to me instead. You know. <laughs> I very much doubt that, Fisher. Yes. Anyway. There you go. So I hope you enjoyed that. Anyway, I did. I did. Uh, especially knowing that you're not you're not really much of a film buff yourself, are you? So it was uh, good of you to put together a, a film quiz for me. Yeah, I would say researching that was ex- a lot more difficult than I thought. Is it was that a quiz you're going to be recycling and using somewhere else? Uh, it isn't. No, I did that this morning. Um, I, I thought with us being in the third lockdown, there'd be various things yes, about sort of things, things yeah. that happened in threes, but there wasn't really. But never yeah. mind. No, that's fine. Good stuff. Right, uh, time for a word from our sponsors. I think Daryl's back. He's changed his job again. Here he is. Danny Larue, fifty-two. Um, Danny Larue, thirty-two. Key to the door, four. Three fat ladies, triple eight. I put my hand in a beehive, 45. Paul Daniels magic tricks, 36. Archbishop Desmond Tutu, sounds like 11. Seven, sounds like 11. 11, there's a cat stuck up the tree, 33. Oh no, I've got dog shit on my shoe, 62. Because I've got dog shit on my shoe, I'm going to have to clean the floor. 84. Place where the complete and utter inability to have a clear, coherent plan and a slow decision making has led us to having the highest COVID death toll in Europe. Number 10. Hello, it's Daryl, and I've got a new job. I'm no longer working as a refuse collector. After some confusion when I said, Where's the bingo? 
I got a job here working as a bingo caller. I'm loving my work here, and my local bingo hall is something of the mecca for tourists. I love shouting out random numbers, and I'm hoping to get a job estimating the cost of the government's track and trace app. If you need a bingo caller for them, please get in touch. I recently did a gig for my local drug users rehabilitation class. Although it got a bit chaotic when I said there was a prize for the first person to get a line. I also do private events and I'm happy to come round to your house. Sorry, that's the end of the advert. I accidentally said house. You've got to give it to Daryl Lee. He does try, doesn't he? He's put a lot of effort into that. It's a shame he has to change jobs every week. It is, but uh, you know he keeps finding new ones. That's the that's a good thing. Um, so uh, we're going on to news now, Fisher. Um, and yeah, on to the news. So um, what what we want to talk about? Obviously, we're we're, in, we're into lockdown three. That's the main thing. So and and it's so funny. I saw the other day, like on the BBC website, and it was taken from somebody who they interviewed in in in, in Liverpool saying. Oh, you know, it's it's really. I'm really sad about it being in lockdown three and all that kind of thing. And I, I, it might not even be in Liverpool. It might be somewhere else where you know, going from tier two to lockdown's awful. You know, like they were really upset. Hold on a minute, hang fire, just one second. Here we are in South Yorkshire. We've been in in tier three since. Is it the end of the start of November? Was it? Something like that. Yeah. The very early November. Then we were in lockdown for a month. Then we went back into tier three. And then when we thought we might be crawling back out of it, we're back in lockdown. So we've we've technically been in more or less a pretty much full lockdown, haven't we? Since since the start of November now. I mean, look at this. Just look look at this. So I'm not having I'm not having somebody on the news saying, "Oh, it's awful going from tier two to to, to full lockdown." Like, no, it wasn't because you got to go to the pubs again, probably, and got to do this and that. And here we are. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you got to go to the pubs. You got to have sort of a scotch egg or a pork pie with your beer. So, I mean, I'm, <laughs> or it, have it a sounds... have a pint of substantial meal, which I saw on a couple of uh, yeah. beer taps in certain pubs, which was quite clever. Yeah. Um, but no, like you know, it's I mean, it's the right thing to do, isn't it? Like you know, obviously this new variant and everything is is wreaking havoc, and the the NHS is is you know bombarded, and it's the right thing to do. It's just it's just really. Uh, just, just really, really difficult, isn't it? I'm sure yeah, everyone would say yeah. the same. Um, I think all we can do is play our part and follow the guidance, follow the rules, protect the NHS, stay home. Um, it sounds like I mean, we're not fo- we're not fo- we're not footballers, so we we can continue to 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 play our part and and follow the yeah, rules. Yeah, follow the rules. Um, um, yeah, we we are not going to go on um, tape and tell people to follow the rules and then have a New Year's Eve party where we invite <laughs> fellow footballers round. Which, People do that, people do that, but don't be that stupid that you put the photos on Instagram or on your Instagram stories and that sort of stuff. I mean, what's wrong with these people? Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I say, um, it turns out that the government had a very, very strong, coherent strategy, uh, which involved if you wanted to go to the pub and you wanted a pint, you had to make sure you ordered a pie as well at the same time. But that, that appears not to have worked. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's just not quite, not quite being as successful. Um some of the decision-making um, is a bit questionable. I mean, Boris Johnson came out on Monday night and said schools will close from Tuesday, um, which really clarified the comments made on the Sunday uh, that were made by someone Michael called... Michael Gove. Um, 
Boris Johnson, I think it was, <laughs> was wasn't it? it? Who said the schools will still be open well, on Monday? Because 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 Michael Gove had said the same thing a few days earlier, didn't he? Like, and and this is what's really frustrating because every time there's announcements made, Michael Gove has to kind of chip in, say, "Oh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if this carried on a little bit longer," <laughs> or or before something gets announced, it's obviously going to happen. Michael Gove's there saying. This this was not going to happen. It's not going to happen, and it, and then it does. You know what? Michael Gove is at the top of my list for if I could punch people freely in the face, and I could have one punch, and there's a list of people you can do that to, and it's fine, everything's okay, and it's legal. Michael Gove's on the top of it. He's got one of those faces that just needs it, hasn't he? Like he's a very frustrating individual. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Jim, but I'm very yeah. Pacifist kind of fellow, and I wouldn't advocate going and punching people in the face, least of all senior politicians. Um, so if our podcast gets banned for the hate speech that you're... Not hate speech, I'm just saying yeah. if, 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 if <laughs> it was, if he was like a ticket, it says this person will not get hurt from, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. from, yeah. <laughs> from the result of a punch in the face, punch somebody in the face, who would it be? Michael Gove, please, straight away, no messing about. Yeah. I do, I do like the idea that you think that punching by you punching someone in the face, you're actually going to hurt them in the first place. But you know, yeah, that's optimistic, isn't um, it? Yeah, uh, but yeah, he, the kids ultimately went back for one day. I mean, it's just typical Boris Johnson, though, really, isn't it? Yeah. First up, he said things were safe, uh, and then he came out the next day and said, "Sorry, they're not safe," <laughs> and then he just blamed the children. Oh I mean, yeah, of course. How many, yeah. how many times do you have to say that, Boris? Yeah. No, he said, he said, look. Um, Schools are perfectly safe. The issue is people mixing in schools. Oh, okay. So, yeah. the, so the buildings, the walls, the bricks, the chalkboard. No, they don't have that anymore. The whiteboard, the computers, the the, the dinner ladies walking around, and the food. And, oh, they're they're all safe. It's it's the people mixing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> people have to I mix mean, in schools. It is. It you do see a lot of numbers kind of banded around, and it's fair to say that you probably the, the chances of your child kind of catching COVID and becoming very very ill as a result of being at school are quite low. Um, and I think it's probably more likely that a child would die, sort of, would, would drown in a swimming pool than they would sort of die from catching COVID. Uh, however, at the same time, that if someone does go swimming, what's not very likely to happen is that they would take the swimming pool home with them so that yeah. their parents could drown in it. Exactly. Uh, is a slight problem, as where they might take COVID home and then pass it on to other relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, obviously, our government uh, decided to allow people, having basically been off school for what let's say, nearly two weeks, something like that, and effectively, sort of, well, assuming they followed the rules, effectively isolated, not had much contact with other people, they decided to send them back in, mix for another one day, yeah. and then send them back home. Well, this is the thing, um, why, why was that not thought about before? Like, they knew that schools would, would, they knew that Christmas Day is on the 25th of December, everybody knows that, okay, I think, 25th of December, they knew that this first day back at school, for a lot of schools, not all, but a lot of schools, was the 4th of January, that is not, according to the guidelines that, that that's been set all the way through, that is not a long enough amount of time for those that did follow the rules and only mixed on that one day to have been separate again and, and isolated for a long enough period of time before then going to mix with other people. So why didn't they just from the, from the off before Christmas to save the confusion of having parents having to scramble around to sort childcare and homeschooling? Why didn't they tell, and the teachers as well, why didn't they just tell people from the start, look, you'll you'll be, it, it, the very earliest you will be back in schools would be the following week after that, which would have given a lot longer period of time. Give and yeah, maybe okay, fair enough. They've obviously had to take the the thing to to shut schools for even longer because of the new variant and everything. But it at least would have taken away that confusion and that 
and that original what's going on sort of thing. But they're just they're just so mm. it, it, you couldn't get a go, you couldn't get a group of ministers or, or or people together to do a worse job of this if you tried. You really couldn't. Yeah. You might as well have another one half of the Chuckle Brothers aren't there anymore. But you might as well have had them doing it because it, 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 it's just not being done properly. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, we don't want to talk about politics too much. I think we should move on, and we should. I think we should stop talking about these um, blonde-haired crackpot leaders <laughs> who can't really uh, run their country properly. So, what do you want to talk about now, Jim? Let's talk about Donald Trump. Yeah, we shall. Yeah. Well, before we go on to Donald Trump, though, I also want to talk about uh, Nick Han- uh, Nick Hancock. He's either they think it's all over. Completely different. Uh, yeah, Matt Hancock, who uh, he I saw the other day, he went to the he went he was on the, the on the news channel or something like that, and he went to a I don't know if it was a GP surgery or hospital or something like that to talk to somebody who uh, talked to like a a physician or a doctor or something who who was going to be giving the vaccine and so on uh, to that do a bit of a you know where a politician goes to to see a somebody who's going to be doing you know that kind of thing a bit of a pr- promo pr mm-hmm. sort of thing and uh, <laughs> and the person they were interviewing uh, this physician or this pharmacist or doctor ever said well we haven't actually got the vaccine yet. There's been a delay. <laughs> so it's like, they, again, again, they can't even get the, the PR side of things right either. Was that um, was that visit planned by the same person who moved Donald Trump's press conference to the Four Seasons Total Landscape in, Possibly, in Philadelphia yeah. at that time? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, strange times we're living in. And of course, the as, I, as we mentioned, the president of America, Donald Trump, um, wound his supporters up so much. Um, his solicitor, Rudolph Giuliani, um, said that we want total. We want to fight this via combat, um, and then later on that day, uh, thousands of protesters stormed the U.S. Congress building um, in probably one of the most shameful attacks on democracy that um, I've ever seen. Certainly, uh, particularly from a, com- a country that sort of uh, classes themselves as the land of the free and the American dream and all that sort of stuff. Um, everyone has their democratic right to vote and everyone's vote is equal which is a, a great thing about the democracy that we live in and we have the freedom to uh, sort of speak as we like um, they decided to very much attack that and at which point Donald Trump said uh, well that's not quite in my name is it um, yeah I didn't tell him to do that despite the fact that he generally I mean I, I suppose that that kind of what what happened last week was such a defining moment really I mean that it almost the really sad thing is it almost detracts away from the four years worth of completely and utterly bonkers things that he's done. <laughs> They're just going to fall by the wayside now because of this. And that, I think that's a shame. Um, you know, it was just so notable and so bad. It really was. Um, and I think at least four people died. Um, and those four people's deaths, in my opinion, are directly attributable to the president, yeah. who's... Um, kind of mobilisation of his people. And it's going to be really interesting to see what what happens as a result of this, and uh, where you know what what is is it, you know what's going to ha- have happened in the years time. Will Donald Trump face face anything for this? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, has he, he played it very carefully? Is he? You know, I'm sure he's got no, lawyers think... on his side and everything like that. But I, I don't know a huge amount about the legal system. But I think normally people um, can sort of get off from crimes basically if they are completely clinically insane so i think um, it might be okay really uh, to be fair most of the protesters said that they only stormed the building because they were looking for about eleven and a half thousand votes to help them win the election <laughs> in georgia um but you know he's, he, he, this is a man who has consistently um claimed that there has been um sort of uh, what's the right word for it there's been fraudulent uh, fraud within the election process and there has been no substantiation of this 
And don't get me wrong, in terms of postal ballots, there probably is a very, very, very small amount of voter fraud. Um, however, it is so insignificant that it wouldn't impact. It, it won by a lot bigger margin, way. didn't take uh, Biden than 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 it originally looked. And uh, mm. I think maybe Donald Trump was looking at it. It, it, it was quite close, but then <laughs> as it kind of showed off, it, it it was obviously about he won by quite a lot. So, but he wasn't going to well, drop was... those claims, was he? Because it's Donald Trump, and he's all about oh, image and and well being Donald Trump. So you know, yeah, um, it was never going to go quietly, was he? Yeah, he's been well, he's been kicked off of Twitter now, and yeah. he said that he might go and create his own platform to talk on, uh, his own social media platform. Well, it's a good right. So he could come up with a, he, could, he needs to come up with a name that's like Twitter, his tweets, so it's, it's some sort of sound. Mm-hmm. So he could come up with something that uh, you know that that might help. Is it, could he call it Trump? Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah, just Trump. Um, and that's what that would be perfect. Yeah. yeah, it really would. Um, oh, I, yeah. Please, please, by all means, uh, get his. I mean, let's let's be clear. Over seventy million people voted for Donald Trump in the U.S. election, um, and that's that's a fact that he said on a number of occasions. Seventy million people voted for me, and he's absolutely right. They did. The slight problem is that more people voted for Joe Biden, and he got more electoral college votes, and therefore has won. I mean, it's a bit like the Brexit vote. Sort of, some people say that um, you know it's the biggest electoral uh, result in. Uh, UK uh, election history, and they're absolutely right. It is yeah, more people voted for that. That's but the, the, the biggest difference there is that it was it was a very 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 fine margin with Brexit, weren't it? Which was always going to yeah, cause division, and and obviously the, yeah, the fact the fact that they voted without actual without anything in place to vote for, effectively, mm-hmm. you didn't know what well, you, yeah. you were voting for was was a difficult thing. But anyway, yeah, um, and, and, and to be fair, that the margin between Biden and Trump wasn't particularly massive. I think it's mm-hmm. probably a similar thing. You know, about fifty two percent to forty eight percent, something like mm-hmm. that. Is that is a very fine line, and that when you've got things that are kind of just a yes and no answer, um, and and it's quite close, and you're going to end up with a lot of people on different sides and quite a, a division to bridge, particularly when there's a, a long way between the two sides as well. Um, and uh, all, all, he, all he ever appears to have done is just go out to represent the people who voted for him and do very little to kind of reach across to the other side. Um, he did actually give a, a, a reasonably decent speech um, a few days ago, I mean, because because he's been kicked off of Twitter, uh, he now I was going to say he doesn't have a platform to speak on, but instead what he just has to do is uh, use what every other president has used in the UK uh, in US presidential history, which is just speak from his press conference room <laughs> I mean, yeah, and invite the media there. I mean, that makes a novel way of doing it. But yeah, is he managing to, to say it way. in 140 characters though? Yeah, he, he managed just to shout it in caps lock. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he did. He did actually give a reasonable speech, I thought, in terms of saying that we need to work together and come together in this great nation and all this sort of stuff. Um, but the slight problem is that he should have maybe thought about saying that about you know four or five years ago. Exactly, he's yeah. spouted a lot of rubbish for so long, but there we go. Um, should, should we talk about something a bit more uplifting? That we've got someone who we know was on The Voice last night, weren't we, Jim Yeah, Mark? Yeah, so someone, someone called Matt Crook. Uh, he yeah. was on the uh, he was on the the voice. I I sat next. To, so he's a he's he's always been a performer, hasn't he? I think he was was he in Billy Elliot or something like that. He was he was in he was in various different things. Weren't he? You mentioned earlier to me before the uh, podcast started that uh, he was he was he performed with Jade Ewing in something as well, didn't he? Uh, he's currently in Aladdin, or before lockdown, I believe he was in Aladdin in the West End. He played Aladdin. I think Jade Ewing uh, played Princess Jasmine. 
Um, she was on Eurovision. Yeah, did, did, you, yeah. did you go to primary school with them? I did. I went to primary school with uh, only very briefly. I was at, I was at Greengate Lane Primary for a short amount of time. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Sorry, I've forgotten. Um, you wrote a screenplay for uh, the eighth <laughs> Harry Potter film alongside him, didn't you? Um, original version. I forgot about that. Yeah. Stop ruining um, my future show and tells now. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did. I, I, whether you know whether he remember me sitting on his table because it was a very short amount of time, but I do remember. Um, yeah. Sitting Why didn't with you sit him. Was it you? You worked with him. You worked with him as well. You you sat with him as well, didn't you? Or or you was in his class as well, weren't you? In, uh, well, in, yeah, in secondary, secondary school. Schools, yeah. So I was, it was in my IT class actually. No, what was it? Um, was he a good student? Yeah, nice fella. Although, um, if his computer broke, he always just used to make a bit of a song and dance about it. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> look, look where that's got him. Uh, it, was the, it was on. It was on the Voice last night. And yeah. Got, so I think Ollie Merce turned for him, um, and he got through. Yeah. So well, well done to him. We uh, we wish him all the very best. Yeah. Um, Doing it for Ecclesfield and the Chapel Town and Ecclesfield School and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's nice to know that we've got other people um, who we went to school with who've gone on to success like We're, us, really, isn't it? Like you used to do on the fish tank, we should bring back the celeb- celebometer and see see who we can get on and if we can get anybody on and uh, maybe uh, maybe we could get him on it. Yes, people who we, who we vaguely know. Which we, remember, we tried to get uh, we tried to get a few celebrities on in the past, didn't we? On our on our podcast, and we kind of gave up with that. We we got very close, didn't we? With uh, the vicar, what do you call her? We got a response from the Reverend Kate Botley, who was a yeah. former teacher of ours. Yeah. Um, so she probably we, we, taught Matt Croak as well. Yeah, uh, possibly. Yeah, I mean, we could maybe set up interviews between famous people. Yeah, uh, who we've encountered. Yeah. Um, and they'll just get? sit back and watch. Yeah. Do we get? Dave, do we try and get Dave Benson Phillips on though? We, we did. tried to get Sean Murphy, the snooker player. Yeah. Um, maybe we should have another go this week of trying to get someone famous on who we've met before. Matt Croak for his first first point. Could be. Yeah. Perhaps he might remember us and think we're taking the piss out of him a bit. Yeah. We could. We could certainly ask. <laughs> um, Anyway, there we go. I want to mention as well. Speaking of school, uh, CBBC have scheduled educational shows for home learning. So obviously now it's six weeks worth of home learning at least. um, You know, going up to half term, um, which I thought was really good of the BBC to sort of do that. I mean, they should have done that the first time round, really. But that's hopefully going to help a lot of parents. But then I also noticed that the Danish uh, there's a Danish kids TV show being released about a man saving his saving the world with his penis. <laughs> Don't even swatted oh, okay. that news. <laughs> Aimed at four to eight year olds. Um, yes. Do you want to know a little bit about it? I've got. I think. I think you know full well that I do. Yes, Jim. Um, so it's about the adventures of a man with a large and flexible penis, prompting, uh, which has got quite a lot of reactions online. Uh, the show named John Dillamond, which is an animated series developed by the Danish public broadcaster DR. So. Pretty much like their BBC, more or less, or maybe Channel 4 or something. It's aimed at kids aged to four years old. And it uh, follows John Dillamond and how he navigates for everyday life with his large genitals. In the series, he's seen getting into trouble and also getting out of it, suggesting that uh, his comically long penis is either a blessing or uh, nor a curse. So basically, you can pick things up with it and do things with it. Pretty impressive, really. There's a, there's a picture of him lighting a barbecue with it. <laughs> Lighting up, I can light a barbecue with a, I mean, a giant penis. I mean, if it's, I mean, you know, like he's got a giant penis for one, but they've kind of there's this the new story itself misses out the fact that his penis can hold on to things. Yeah, I mean the uh, the character himself. That's not normal. Either. It's like that's suggesting that this is normal. It's just particularly long, but it's not normal that your penis can hold on to things. Well, no, not really. I mean, it's very. Have you got any more details of what he gets up to or? What's the feedback from people's parents that presumably watch this? Um, I don't know. I mean, somebody said, I think it's a funny show. 
50% of the world's population has a dilla between the legs. And uh, we didn't we all fantasize the kids about the things we wanted to do with that little tool? It's, 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 um, people are saying it's desexualizing the penis and turning it into something else. But then it's going to give people the wrong idea of what they can do with the penis. Other yeah, things, he's, he's holding balloons with it, uh, which which unfortunately means he ends up floating upwards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's going to the moon by springing up to the moon on it or something. He's he's trying he to tame. He's, he's trying to tame a lion with it, uh, lighting like I said, lighting a barbecue. Um, I'm sure we've all tried taming a lion with our penis, haven't we? I mean, cleaning the gutter in. But he's dressed as like one of those, you know, seaside type people who like have got those like stripy red and white leotard yeah. type yeah. type things on. He's he's dressed as that, so very interesting. What else is he doing here? He's getting like things out of trees and stuff like that. Yeah, um, sounds sounds reasonable. An effective way of doing a bit of good with it there, it's against the trees. Isn't it just gonna disappoint a lot of people when it turns out that their own penises aren't quite <laughs> enormous and that drag behind them well, on the floor. Obviously not me, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so mo- moving on there. The l- last thing I want to talk about before we move on, because we've got another quiz coming up and we are definitely going to go... This is going to be a record-long podcast, this one, I'm afraid. But we haven't done one for a few that? weeks. We're on one minute How 20... How long have we on so far? On one hour 25 already, Fisher. Oh. So we are going to be pushing two hours with this yeah. one. Um, it was daylight when we started this. It, it was, yeah. Um so, last thing I want to finish on is about a Belgian man. I need to go for a wee in a second because uh, I've had two <laughs> cans of beer and it's been a long episode. A, be- a Belgian mayor. Um, can, can, can you not? Can you not hold the fluid in that enormous penis that you've got? That you've got <laughs> <behind> you? <laughs> a Belgian mayor has got into a bit of a, a situation when he was being interviewed uh, at home by a radio station in Belgium. Um, and it was a video interview as well, so they did it. They filmed it as well, so they could put it on the website and everything. And uh, he, he he put a shirt on, a tie, suit, and you know, make sure he looked presentable. But you know, like some of us do, he decided that I'm not going to dress from the bottom up. You know, I'm just going to keep me my boxer shorts on or whatever. The only thing that the mayor did though is forget that he had a full length mirror behind him. So <laughs> he sat there. The radio station had to tell him, look. Mr. Mayor, we've, we've noticed that you've got a full-length mirror behind. We can see you sat there in your boxer shorts. But I, I found that uh, new story uh, pretty pretty funny anyway. But um, as I said, I am really desperate for the toilet. So yeah, are we all right to just I'll put a bit of music on? Or do you want to do you want to do you want to keep everyone talking or whatever? I'm, I'll, I'll be I'll be two seconds. No, so I was going to say that uh, it sounds like he's had a mayor that fellow. Yeah, I mean. It's ridiculous, isn't it? If you're going to be, you know, doing things online, video calling like we are now, you, you want to make sure that you dress appropriately, don't you? So, anyway, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I need the toilet, so I'll be back shortly. Okay, sorry about that. You know, I, I could, I could. This could be a record as well. So it's a record because I've had two beers, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to dip into a third. This is what lockdown does to you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't disagree. 
Um, for any, any audio listeners, when Jimbo went to the toilet there, he, he revealed that he was only wearing his boxer shorts on the bottom half of his um, body. Is that right, Jimbo? I've tried, I've tried not to look. That's correct. Um, yeah. I, I am, I am going to do it, by the way. I'm going third to, beer? I am going for third beer. Third beer. This one. So we're going a bit local again. Buxton Brewery. Uh, a Buxton Blonde. There you go. Buxton Blonde. Very nice. Buxton Blonde. So, yeah. Again, another one from the Penniston Beer Shop. I might have to. I'm, I'm running out of beers already. This is a problem we have in a fridge in the studio. Yeah. Um, so, did you say it was a Buxton blonde? Yes. So, is that a, a, a pun on the phrase Buxton blonde, presumably? I'm not sure what you're on about. Oh, right, okay. Uh, that's probably not one to Google again on your work computer. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so we're going to talk about predictions because we said that our first episode of if because it's our first episode of 2021 we forget because it's you know it's, we're, we're, we're into 2021 already we're all hoping for a brilliant year weren't we but uh here we are bring on 20 yeah. just like you said in our last advent calendar bring on 2022 because we know this year's yeah. going to be a bit of a bummer as well uh hopefully well, we're, not. Nearly, we're nearly at the end of the 14 day free trial of 2021 mm. and i'm not bothered about taking the rest of the subscription i think we've moved straight on to next year if that's all right yeah why not um, so I thought we'd do something based on, on predictions and I, I've done a bit of a feature quiz for you about psychics TV and famous psychics okay, uh, or mediums but g- generally I've gone for the ones that tend to be medium type psychics so they do predictions and things like that um, okay. I've also sent you a text uh, Fisher just during one of the last ep- things where I want you to the, these was, I, I forgot to send it but these are things I want you to have a think about maybe I thought we could do some predictions then in December or January next next. Uh, when it gets to the end of the year, start next year, we okay. could review our predictions, maybe for a uh-huh. bit of fun. Okay. Okay. So, should we start with the quiz though, and then you can be thinking about them as we them as we go along? Is that all right? Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. So, uh, by the way, this quiz is actually there's there's, there's twelve questions, but there's eight questions about Yuri Geller. <laughs> Right. <laughs> He's a very interesting character. All right. And then there's a bit of a mix after that. So we're going to start with yeah. Yuri Geller. Basically, you've got a, no seven questions about Yuri Geller, actually. So you've got seven questions about Yuri Geller to start with, okay? So. Uh, but he, want, he wants you to think there's eight. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you ready? So Yuri Geller, yeah. where does Yuri Geller claim his supernatural psychic powers have come from? A, they were given to him by extraterrestrials. I nearly said testicles then, because I've on to my third year. B, he was orphaned at an early age, and gods bestowed on him special powers so that he could make his way in life alone. Hmm. Uh, I I think they're both as uh, stupid and ridiculous as each other, obviously. I think think this is going to be quite a difficult quiz, because Yuri Gell is a ridiculous person, so it's going to be quite easy to make things up about him, isn't it? Well, can you just transmit the answer through to me, Jimbo, if that's okay? Um, I think, though, I think... The answer is that I'm sure I've heard him in the past say that aliens gave him the, or extraterrestrials gave him the powers. Well done. Must be a big Yuri Geller fan. You're correct. Uh, so he said he got them from extraterrestrials. Um, number two then, Andrea, this is a man by the way, An- Andrija, Andrija, I think that's how you say his name, Poharich <laughs> was a medical um and parapsychological researcher, parapsychological researcher, who brought Yuri Geller from Israel to the United States for scientific testing. What did he claim that he witnessed Yuri Geller do? A, teleport a dog through the wall of his house, or B, turn a lettuce into a tomato? Um, hmm. Well, both unusual. I mean, obviously, it was a, did you say he was a parapsychologist? So, obviously, he got Yuri Geller 
uh, into the Western world by dropping them out of an aeroplane, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the way of doing it. Uh, uh, teleporting a dog through a, a wall. I mean, I'm not sure if he's, I'm not sure if he's heard this concept of having a window in a wall, maybe. <laughs> um, or turn a, a lettuce into a tomato. Well, they're both relatively implausible. Um, let's be honest, neither of them are possible. It's not as though you can do that thing where you turn a, is it a caterpillar into a butterfly or whatever, or I can't quite remember exactly which way around. Well, I mean, so, a, you'd yeah. think that his, the whole aim of him would be to prove truth, wouldn't you? But maybe, obviously, yeah. was, I don't know. He turned a tadpole into a frog or something like <laughs> that. Um, I, th- I think he might have teleported a dog through a wall. Well done. That's what he claims he saw Yuri Geller do anyway. Yeah. Number three, in 1992, Yuri Geller was asked to investigate the murder of a Hungarian model. What did he do? A, predicted that she would be found alive, safe and well. She was later assumed dead. Or B, claimed to have contacted the spirit of the Hungarian model, therefore telling people she had died, only for her to be found alive and well. <laughs> um, it's basically the opposite, well, you, so, here. Which, what, which one was it? Yeah. Did she say she was alive? Yeah. Um, what year did you say? This was 1992, did you say? Yeah. Yes. So it was... It was, uh, was he famous by that point? I think Yuri Geller was kind of starting to get fame sort of uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, so what did, did he say she was alive and well, but then presumed that? I, I, think he'd, I think he said that he contacted her and she had passed away and then she turned up and she was alive. The other way around, he uh, he predicted with his uh, psychic powers. I mean, he was asked to investigate. That's not, you know, if I asked you to investigate something, and you just went, ah, it'd be all right. <laughs> That's not yeah. investigating, yeah. is it? Uh, but I think maybe there's more to it than that. But anyway, yeah, he predicted she'd be found alive, safe and well, but she was later assumed dead. Um, uh, do, do you know if she's actually, the body's been found? Or I don't know, actually. Right? should have looked at that. Maybe I will do at some point. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think she has. she was ever found. Number four. What did Yuri Geller say to Prime Minister Theresa May in 2019? Um, that he'd been told by extraterrestrials she would guide the UK to the first na- to be the first nation to host an extraterrestrial visit, and she must contact him so they could make necessary arrangements. B. That he would telepathically prevent her from leading the UK out of the European Union. I, I remember him doing something. Um... And I think it might have been Brexit related, and I think it might have been that it it was preventing her from taking the UK out of the EU. I think. So I'm going to go with the second one. Well done. Now, obviously, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe that's why they changed. That's why they booted Theresa May out. That's why they they got rid of her and got and brought Boris in. Maybe. Yeah. Ultimately, she hasn't. Boris did it. But why didn't he stop Boris? Well, he can't do everything, can he? He's you can't. Busy. I mean. Who wants to be inside Boris's mind, though? To be fair, maybe Yuri <laughs> Geller just thought, you know what? I'm going to pass on that. Get on with it. I- I'm I'm not going anywhere near that yeah. mind. <laughs> Too toxic. Okay, series of very similar questions now about Yuri Geller. Uh, in 1991, Yuri Geller filed a lawsuit against an advertising company who made an advert featuring a magical bending, featuring a magical be- a magician, sorry, bending cutlery, but then failed when it came to stopping a clock, which was a reference to something Yuri Geller claimed he could do with his mind, but then he was proved that he couldn't do it. So it was a bit of an embarrassment for him. Um, what happened with the lawsuit? A, Yuri Geller lost the lawsuit because he spoke about it on, te- on television interview, claiming he would win the lawsuit with his mind power, therefore breaking laws regarding publicly talking about a court case before it's resolved. 
or B, the court case was thrown out and Yuri Geller was sanctioned $149,000, 149, $149,000, yeah, that's correct, sorry, uh, for for filing a frivolous, a frivolous lawsuit. Made a mess okay. of that question, um, sorry. Yeah. How many cans have you had? Um, <laughs> the, uh, so obviously he's got two options, which is that he spoke about it on TV. I imagine he would talk about it on TV because he likes to go on TV and Talk rubbish, rubbish yeah. in general. Uh, I'm not going to say rubbish. That's a bit unfair to Yuri Geller. It's stuff that he believes in, obviously. Um, yeah, he believes in this nonsense. Um, <laughs> or is it something frivolous? Well, I I can't... Did the court case happen in America? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I can't imagine... No, it's American his dollars, so... Yeah, well, yeah, I can't imagine an American court case ever being classed as frivolous. They will go to court over absolutely anything, I think, won't they, over in America. So I think it's that um, I think it's the first option that he talks about it on TV. Actually, oh, oh, sorry, that. sorry. Yeah, I locked your answer in. I'm afraid. Yeah, I know you're right. You locked me in. I was going to say that. Sorry, I was going to say that you can you can TV court cases can be uh, broadcast live on air in America, yeah, can't we? True. Of course. So mm. that should have should have given it away. That that was incorrect. So I'll I'll claim a moral victory on that. One. <laughs> what did Yuri Geller threaten? Who did Yuri Geller threaten with legal action in 1999? Um, Warner Bros, um, because they created Geller merchandise, including tea towels, plates, and mugs in reference to Ross Geller, which are friends. Or B, Ikea, because of a furniture line featuring bent legs that was called the Yuri line. Ooh. Um, well, well, obviously, yeah, the Gellers were in... Monica and Ross Geller were in friends. Uh, characters on that... Uh, Monica obviously played a chef, although a lot of people at a restaurant went to try and eat the food, but the cutlery just sort of snapped in half, <laughs> tragically. Um, all the bent legs, Yuri. Uh, would he? Th- I think it's plausible to take action against either of them, really. But I think that we're going to go with. Um, I think I'm, like, I'm going to go with IKEA. Bent legs. Well done. Not actually sure what happened with that, but I. Can't imagine he got anything from it, to be fair. Uh, anyway, next. American TV... Oh, no, wrong wrong one. I've gone too far there. Start again. Who did Yuri Geller sue in 2000? <laughs> this is a, a pattern emerging here, okay? This is down a legal firm. Exactly. Is this guy psychic? Or is he yeah. just... Is he, is, he, is he a lawyer? Is he, you know, is he... A, yeah, anyway. Uh, who did Yuri Geller sue in 2000? A, Nintendo over a Pokemon character named Kadabra who he claims was an unauthorised appropriation of his identity. The Pokemon character, Kadabra, has psychic abilities and carries a bent spoon. Or B, a cutlery firm who had created a bent cutlery set called the Geller Range. Could it be a Pokemon character with a bent spoon? I don't know. I mean, is he it, is it that synonymous with um, bent cutlery that he can take legal action against if someone else got bent cutlery? I'm going to say it's the cutlery firm that did the Geller Range. No, it was the Pokemon, uh, the Nintendo, um, Nintendo. But I, do, I mean, I don't know whether it went. It, from what I've read, it seemed to not really go anywhere. They kind of just agreed to to sort of all be peaceful about it, that kind of thing. Anyway, yeah. um, number eight. Uh, so we're moving away from uh, Yuri Geller now. Uh, number eight, know. American TV psychic John Edward caused controversy in two thousand and one for what? A on his TV show crossing over with John Edward. 
Uh, he claimed to be in contact with John Lennon and George Harrison. There was outrage in particular because George Harrison had only just died the month before. Or B, following the 9-11 attacks, he commenced filming specials in which he would meet with relatives of victims with the intention of making contact with their loved ones. He eventually cancelled the episodes after a lot of complaints. Yeah. Um, well, that's fairly... What year did he say it was in, sorry? 2001. Okay. So, yeah, which is around the time George Harrison died, I think. Um, obviously around the time of the 9-11 attacks. Could it be... Could he try and do a 9 Yeah, I think he could do a 9-11 thing, surely. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that's what he tried to do, but it was cancelled just for good taste. You know? Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he tried to do it. And it, again, it was like, it's only October sort of time after, you know, so it was quite soon after. Number nine, what happened to celebrity psychic Sally Morgan in 2014? A, she used her social media channels. She's in a lot of newspapers and stuff, Sally Morgan. I'm not the, sure which, which newspaper. Yeah, the name vaguely rings about. Yeah. Uh, she used her social media channels to film a video of herself predicting the winner of a reality TV show, only to find out that the winner had already been revealed the night before. So she'd filmed a <laughs> prediction... <laughs> <laughs> not she basically completely lost track of what was going on and uh I don't know whether she got it right or not. But anyway. B Is she like the is she like the opposite of Prue Leaf? Yeah, basically, yeah. B according to the blogger at one of her shows, she was conducting a psychic reading on stage where she holds a photograph brought in by audience members of loved ones who had passed away. And she was passing on messages from beyond the grave from a lady in one of the photographs. Unfortunately for Sally Morgan, it turned out that the lady in the photograph was sitting in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. What are both? I mean, I'm, do you believe in sort of psychics and mediums, Jimba? I'm not not really into it that much myself. I'm, I'm, I, no, I, I don't believe, but I there is a a very they've they've certainly got an art or some sort of uh-huh. technique oh, yeah. for working things out, and it's a it, like I mean, you know, what do you call him? Dar- is it Darren Darren Brown? He's kind of shown yeah. shown how it's done before, um, but it's it's oh. very very clever how how they do it. Um, I, just, I just think that some of them sort of do these things and it's all just a bit kind of, I mean, I, I can easily speak to you and say, Jimbo, I mean, I get the impression that you've probably lost someone at some point in your life. Is that is that right? Um, well, this is the thing with me. Uh, I, I, I'm a good person to go to a psychic because I have been very, very fortunate and I have, I, I haven't really. That's the truth. I've still got four grandparents. I've been very, very lucky so far. Um, so I, I, I think a psychic would really struggle with me because there's nothing they could, they, they, they wouldn't have much to tell me. Well, yeah, but then surely you would be able to think of someone who you knew who's passed away that you'd be upset about. No. No? All right, that's a bit well, people, you know, died, isn't it? No, no, not, not as in family, you know, not as in close family. No, nobody particularly close to me. I have, there's certainly obviously been lots of people who have, who have, who have sadly in my my life have sadly passed on and so on but hmm. but but nobody would say would 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 want to contact me <laughs> do you know what i'm saying yeah. like if, well, yeah, if i was but... you know if i was a ghost you know who, you know you, you'd contact your loved ones wouldn't you the people that you're very close to and in my case that there isn't i've been very lucky i've been very fortunate might be a fan of the podcast <laughs> wants to get in touch but yeah even then they'll, they'll come out and say there's things about i feel that there's maybe something missing a little bit in your life where it could make you just that little bit happier and that's the things that kind of apply to everyone. Surely. Well, sometimes they have, they have, you know, I, I do know people who've been, people who are in my family, um, mm-hmm. people, you know, 
in my family, close people to me, sadly no longer with us. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> joking. Who have been to see psychics and they've come back and said some really, really strange stuff that, like, you do think how, 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 like, really very detailed as well. Um, oops, very detailed stuff that you, yeah. there's no, you know, the, the detail in it is is the key. Really. But there are yeah. ways that they do it, of course. So I would say I am a non-believer in all of that, but mm. I do. I mean, I. I went to see one once, um, and it just walked in, and just just as I was walking, in, she was just closing down a laptop, which had got my Twitter feed on it and my Facebook page and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> the LinkedIn profile. But anyway, so again, getting back to the question, um, which was to do with whether it was she revealed the winner of a reality TV program the day after it happened, yep. or she was talking about someone from beyond the grave who was actually sat in the audience. Yep. And I think that she would, I think she revealed the winner of a program the day after it happened. No, wrong answer. So according to a blogger who was at her show, she uh, yeah, this happened where somebody, she had a photograph who was looking at it and saying, oh, this person's passing these messages on, but the person was actually sat in the audience. And she denied that uh, this blogger's uh, story was actually as it was, um, although there was there seemed to be quite a lot of um, other people saying this did happen, but whether the, the story had been exaggerated, I, I don't know. But anyway... In 2008, Australia broadcast... This is brilliant, by the way. Australia broadcast a reality TV show called The One, which was like the pop idol or the X Factor, only it was about finding Australia's top sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny already. Uh, Where they set them challenges to show their psychic abilities. What percentage of the challenges did they manage to collectively pass so that at least one contestant could prove their psychic ability? So what percentage of the challenges did no. they pass? Yeah, and, and I'm not going to give you any options. You've got If you get within yeah. 10%, I'll give you the answer. I'll give you the answer. No, I think, um, I suppose it depends what you're trying to kind of forecast and foresee in the future. Now, I dare say people who place bets, generally speaking, have normally got a reasonable chance of Kind of getting them right based on kind of what may or may not happen. Um, it's all, but I think okay. psychic abilities are also about like um, like so. For example, they do things like where you're on the other side of a wall drawing something, and they've got yeah. to try and draw it as well. Try and, and tell yeah. you what you're drawing, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's going to be things would be. I think it's going to be fairly low, but I think it might be a bit higher than you think. And if all all you need is one person to get it right. Is that what we're saying? Only one person to get right to I, th- I think so. I mean, I, I yeah. think so from what I read, but it's a bit, okay. it's a bit difficult to find out, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to say 35%. I mean, who commissioned this game show? This this this, this reality show? 6%. Probably show tells you quite a lot, really. I'm going to apply. I'm going to apply uh, if they're doing another one. But I, I mean, I'm guessing they never did another one. Six uh, percent. But what? Apparently, I, when I was reading about it, it said that the, one of the final challenges were where they placed a helicopter. Uh, they went. They took them all to these psychics all to a wood, uh, like some a woodland sort of thing. And they put a helicopter there, and they had to try and locate the helicopter using only their minds and so on. Um, but the, what they did is they put they basically and and I think they gave them a map as well. So they gave them the map of the woods, but they didn't show them where the helicopter was. Um, but the helicopter was placed in the opposite diagonal corner. So basically, all they had to do was walk straight straight diagonally across and would have found it. So yeah. they didn't put it in a, in, a, in an imaginative place or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the footage apparently it was a disaster because it also showed psychics stood there trying to say, "I'm getting the sense that it is." 
it is to the mm-hmm. left of here and whatever. But but on on one of the scenes, it was the the psychic was saying it's to the left of here, but it was visible. It was visible on camera in the <laughs> background that you could see the you could see the helicopter to the right, <laughs> and they just couldn't see it. But it was it well it was it, it looks really funny. So definitely worth looking up yeah. uh, if you're interested in that. Uh, the last two questions are about Derek Akora, who is uh, oh, no okay. longer with us anymore. Uh, he yeah. died in January twenty uh, a year ago. Uh, just, yeah, just year, yeah. maybe under or just over a year ago, January 2020. Um, I wonder if you saw that coming. But anyway, or, or this year coming. I think, I think we, I think we probably tweeted a few jokes about him at the time, back in, back in the time when it was a bit simpler, really. And uh, yeah. that was a, that was probably a major news story. Yeah. Um. So, why did Derek Akora lose his job on TV show Most Haunted? Okay, because that's where he was generally most well known for. Uh, yeah. A. He was given the names by crew members. Uh, who told? So he was given names by crew members who told him the names that were historically attached to the location they were filming at. They mm. were give, he was given the names Rick Edels and Creed Kafer, which he later during filming said that he'd contacted and was talking to. But it turns out these names were anagrams of Derek Lies and Derek Faker. So he was caught mm. out. B. He channeled a spirit called Paul McGinn from a different, most haunted location. So it became obvious that he had done his research, but mixed it up when it came to filming. So after oh. filming, he tried claiming that the spirit had stayed attached to him from the previous most haunted location. But unfortunately, the crew pointed out to him that they actually weren't due to be filming at that location till later, till, till the following week. So he'd actually, he'd actually said that the spirit had followed him, even though he'd not actually been there. Been there, yeah. yeah. Um... Right. Well, okay. I mean, both are fairly plausible. Um, I think <laughs> in in in, in what probably, sense? <laughs> yeah. What, in what I know sense. about him is yeah. I mean, what what I know about him is that he basically left his role in Most Haunted because he'd effectively been rumbled for you know there'd been some kind of you know kind of admission that it effectively the, the sad the sad thing is though he was he was very good at the same time he was he was very like he was a very good storyteller he was very like, oh, yeah. I, I used to like most haunted on and off you know although i don't believe in these things I, i'm i'm mean, very interested in them and uh yeah. I, I thought he he was very good on that show mm. it, it, and it's a shame that he was he was caught you know lying yeah I suppose. So, to me it's just sort of entertainment effectively yeah. with my sort of comment on it so i think the name paul mcginn <laughs> The name Paul McGinn vaguely rings a bell for me. Uh, I'm not quite sure where I can remember it from. <laughs> but I think I think I can. I think I've heard that name before in relation to Derek Chorus. I think it's the second one. Completely tricked you with that one. Uh, so yeah, I must have just picked a name that's rung a bell. But uh, no, I completely yeah. made that one up for sure. It was the first one. Yeah. So they give him anagrams. They give him some names which were anagrams of Derek Lies and Derek Faker. Um, yeah. Remind me when I finish this quiz. There is something I want to I want to say actually about this because it really sort of blew my mind a little bit actually um, yesterday. Um, and 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 not just because I was doing this quiz, but I was watching something completely different. Is this something to do with something on Twitter? No, 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 not at all. But anyway, we'll come back to it in a second. So, number last one then. Which of these people did Derek Cora not claim to have been in contact with the spirits of? Okay, so one of these next four people, Derek Cora hasn't tried to claim that he's contacted. Okay, A. Okay. Michael Jackson, B. Guy Fawkes, C. Madeline McCann, or D. William Shakespeare. Um. Well, I think I've. I think probably Michael Jackson and Madeleine McCann are obviously more recent people, so I think at some point 
shame. I, I, I do find it a bit shameless at times. Some of these people who kind of piggyback off the back of disasters by claiming they've contacted certain things. I don't. I don't like it at all. But I think he may have contacted Michael Jackson and Madeleine McCann, or claimed to have contacted rather. Um, so I think it's a toss-up between Shakespeare and Guy Fawkes, and I think he might have. I think he might. I, I think he might have also claimed to have contacted Guy Fawkes and asked about Bonfire Night as where because obviously you get you get stories about Guy Fawkes obviously every uh, year on Bonfire Night. I think with Shakespeare he might not have had the sort of opportunity presents itself when Shakespeare is kind of in new for him to piggyback off it. So I'm going to say he hasn't contacted William Shakespeare. That's very good working out, Fisher. So I'm wrong then. No, no. That was very, very good, actually. I thought you did really well with that question. Yeah, so yeah, that's correct. He was The only one he didn't was William Shakespeare. Obviously, there was a lot of controversy around the other two, particularly, well, the other, th- well, not, not, not so much Guy Fawkes, but particularly Michael Jackson and especially Madeleine McCann. There was, I think he actually had to make an apology to the, oh, well, guess which newspaper it was that decided they'd report on it initially, and then he had to apologise in the same newspaper. And actually, being from where he is from, you'd have thought it would have been the newspaper he might have not have bothered with. Um, yeah. But, so can you guess which newspaper it was that uh, first reported that? Well, about Madeleine McCann. The option of publicity, but um, I would suspect it's probably the Sun, obviously. Yeah. Well done. Mm. Uh, now, just just like you know, we, we might have you know slightly ridiculed psychic abilities and stuff like that in this last 10, 15 minutes or so. But sometimes things just just come to you in a, in a weird way, don't they? I was watching Russell Brand uh, stand up comedy last night from like two thousand and thirteen or something, really randomly, and. Uh-huh. Something he said really, really, like, actually made me think. Um, he said that, like, well, you know, imagine, okay, and this is something that it came from Einstein, apparently, when he was asked about, do you believe in aliens or do you believe in this or whatever? And Einstein mm-hmm. kind of said, well, look, we, we know about our senses, so we know that we've got the sense to smell, the sense to see, the sense to hear, the sense to uh, touch and feel and stuff like that and all those kind of things. And he said, well, you know, there are lots of different levels of like light and things and sound that we can't hear. Like you cannot cut your dog whistles and that kind of thing. He was mm. saying, well, you know, we only know what smells smell like because we've got the ability to smell it. But what about yeah. if we haven't got the ability to see things that are there that, that we just haven't got the sense? Like, mm. and that kind of blew me away a little bit. Like, so, because I kind of had, I, I never write off alien life because we can't possibly <laughs> know. The, the, the universe is that big that how can we possibly know? But when it comes to things like ghosts, I kind of always thought, yeah, that's ridiculous. But actually, we can never properly write it off, can we? You know what I mean? No, I've just I've just sent you a link to something <laughs> um, that's, that's not a ghost. But what I want you to do is there's a video um, on that. I've sent you a WhatsApp just now because I tried something yesterday. Um, I don't know if you want to turn the sound up on your phone. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not tricking you. It's stupid. Um, and I want you to... It's got on it. Don't don't watch it. Yet, uh, my friends, I think my friends were talking this about the not not you because you're you're not a proper friend. Okay. But in, yeah. <laughs> no, but they, they were talking about something in the group chat, and I've not looked at it yet. So this is this right. is probably the thing. Yeah. Okay. So it could be. What I want you to do is turn your phone upside down so you can't see. Play the video. Yeah. Turn your phone upside down so you can't see it. Turn the volume up so you can hear the word, and it's gonna say a word on it. And I want you to just say what word you hear. Oh, I think I've seen this before, though, if it's what I'm thinking, anyway. I heard... Okay, shall I stop it now? Yeah, yeah stop I, it now. I heard Brainstorm, but I do know what this is. This is Brains- this okay. is the Brainstorm and Green Onions thing, isn't it? Or... 
uh, I can't remember what the what the other word was. Yeah. But if you now, if you, if you watch the video, green, is it green onions? No, up, probably not green onions, is it? Uh, as I say, I can't quite yeah, remember. Something uh, like that. Jimbo, I did this yesterday, and my memory's not good enough to remember that sort of stuff. Yeah. But if you watch the if you watch the video again, yeah. But look at the video. Two words pop up, and if you watch it once with brainstorm, you should hear the word brainstorm. If you read the other word, let's see what happens. Yeah, it's what was done to it. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Brain, brainstorm, green the needle. Green needle. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because you're looking at that word, you hear, and mm. it's the same video. I mean, it's, it's sort of a bit of a take on the um, is the dress blue or black or white or gold? I think, isn't it? Yeah. Back in the times when Twitter was a bit simpler and we didn't kind of have to contend with. Why have we got a pandemic that's killing a million people? Why is our leader trying to <laughs> attack our democracy? This is the sort of stuff we used to enjoy. Good fun. Well, that, that's that's an old thing, but that seems to have come back because somebody's just filmed a really simple video of it, haven't they? Um, I remember, I remember hearing, I, I remember something previously where was it the words Yanni or Laurel or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And but different people heard different things. It's just, what do you hear? And this is, it depends what frequency you kind of this hear. Rem- and I'm glad you've said that because it's reminded me of a great work. You know when you do a work joke or a joke that's only relevant to a certain amount of people, but it was bloody, yeah. bloody good. And if only everybody could understand. Can I try and yeah. make it work so it's un- it un- so everyone can understand it? Go for it. Okay. So a school in Mexborough uh, used to be called uh, Mexborough Secondary School or Mexborough Academy or whatever. Yeah. It changed its name recently to The Laurel. And we were all talking about it in the office, and I went, Yanis! <laughs> I thought it was bloody brilliant, but anyway. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> ah, very good, well done. Yeah, uh, um, anyway, should we finish with predictions then? So I sent you some predictions. I don't know if you want to go should, through them. Um, should we? I'm just thinking the sheer length of this episode, Jimbo, which presumably is now up to about two hours. Should we roll it over and do something should better we go to next, next time? Uh, next episode and stuff? Let's and we do can that. think about our predictions and make them for next year. Yeah, well, we'll be doing an episode in a week's time anyway, won't we? Because we're locked yeah, down and we we'll up to do. So be back regularly on Sundays now because we're into lockdown three. Good but shout. What, what's, the, what, what's the timer on? We're just about two hours, so... Yeah, so I think we've got enough material, so apologies for... <laughs> I mean, obviously... We it's mentioned been a good film one, though. Trilogies. We, we mentioned film trilogies during my part, and I think this individual episode probably lasts about as long as some of those film trilogies, I guess, and probably longer than some of the actual films that are in there, at least. So there we go. So thank you very much, Jim. Oh, very good Stop quiz. talking! Stop talking! Oh. <laughs> I'm only joking. Right, are you ready, then? Yep. Moving on. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I've enjoyed today though. It's been good. I've, in, I've enjoyed it so much. I managed to get through three beers today rather yeah. than the uh, rather than the one. I'm surprised you enjoyed it. I mean, you just sat there drinking all that. <laughs> well, I've had to I've had to make do with this. Stuff I bet you. Often. I bet you wish you'd. Uh, I bet you wish you'd yeah. not now. You wish you'd got something yeah. else. So anyway, the bacon fries flavored Coca Cola. Mm. Seriously, whoever whoever came up with the idea, I don't know whether they still do that or not. I'm assuming they probably don't because it's terrible, but. There we go. Uh, I don't think we've got any uh, responses just yet about uh, gingerbread football players, um, but we'll keep an eye on it and uh, maybe we'll try and get some more. I'll, I'll try and think of some for next week. Hopefully a few mm-hmm. other people might chip in with uh, with theirs as well. So we'll get some gingerbread yeah. football players f- for next week. Maybe. So, well, thank you Could very be a regular Jimbo. thing. So Yeah. Anyway. If anyone wants to contribute, let us know. With more, you can get in touch with us. Jimbo, you know all the details, don't you? You can get in touch with us on Twitter, at Wasted Web Space, Facebook, Wasted Web Space, 
our website, which I don't think anyone goes on anymore, but it's really it, wasted. No, website, no, so we, we do get a lot of views to the website unusually, which really? is really strange. But I think it's because of the old Paul Jewell sex tape that, Probably, uh, yeah. that we, we somehow talked about years and years ago. So, but if, anyway. you, if you're looking for whatever her name is, Ashley Fisher's sex tape, then get yourself over there. Um, what, I can't remember what her name was now. Off the top Amy of Fisher. Amy Fisher. Sorry, I, I, I do apologise. It's another one to look for. Anyway, okay. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, check out all the usual places. Thank you very much, Fisher. Uh, see you again soon. Cheers. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.